0: It's time for TWIT This Week in Tech. We have a great panel. Again, all in studio. Megan Maroney, Harry McCracken, and Alex Wilhelm. will talk about, of course, WWDC. And who needs a $1,000 monitor stand? We'll talk about iTunes. Finally, it's gone. And 3D Touch. Also, finally, it's gone. Plus, Amazon drones coming soon to a backyard near you. It's all coming up next on TWIT. Netcasts you love
1: from people you
2: trust. This is TWIT.
0: This is TWIT. This Week in Tech, Episode 722, recorded Sunday, June 9th, 2019. Poultry Carcero State's. This Week in Tech is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software powers the full spectrum of collaboration between IT teams and the rest of your organization. Visit atlassian.com slash IT to see what IT can be by giving their products a try for free. And by Capterra. Find the right tools to make an informed software decision for your business. Captera is software selection simplified. Visit Captera's free website at captera.com slash twit. And by WordPress. Turn your dreams into reality and launch your website at wordpress.com. Get 15% off any new plan at wordpress.com slash twit. And by stamps.com. Buy and print real U.S. postage the instant you need it right from your desk. For our special offer go to stamps.com, click get started and enter twit. It's time for Twit This Week in Tech, the show where we cover the week's tech news this must is this the third week in a row we've had a full in-studio panel i love it when uh a plan comes together harry mccracken is here the technologizer fastcompany.com always a pleasure to have harry in studio thank Good you to sir here. and look who the cat drug in you I'm like, that's really funny. I love that. It must be Alex. It must be Alex Wilhelm, editor-in-chief of Crunchbase News, at Alex on the Twitter. Yes. Hello,
2: Alex. I haven't seen you in ages. You look fantastic. You look amazing. I haven't been on like six months and my hairline's gone back another half inch. So give me like two more years and I'll just be completely... But you also look fit as a fiddle. I, I worked out just for this show yeah. last night. That's not a lie. I did that. Yeah. That- he told me you did a
0: hundred push-ups.
2: And some more stuff last night, yeah. I was <laughs> like, I'm going to be on camera for two hours. I might as well try. <laughs> if a I did
0: 100 push-ups, it would be my last stuff <laughs> that I ever did. Megan Maroney is also here. I'm thrilled to have Megan in, of course, our co-host at iOS Today and Tech News Weekly and longtime Twitter.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> a longtime twit.tv
2: participant. Mm-hmm.
0: So who's buying a Mac Pro?
2: Wrong question. <laughs> Whose boss is buying them a Mac yes. Pro? Yeah, no you, hands go up. No. no hands go up.
1: What movie can I hands see where up. someone used a Mac Pro to make that movie?
0: Uh, I talked today to a um, longtime, forty-year film editor. He, actually, thirty years. He's been doing it since his thirties and sixties. He was driving to Vegas. He says, "I don't need the new Mac Pro. I'm actually making my new documentary on an iPhone." But there are people who knew, need a new Mac Pro. I have to say, thank you, Apple. Maybe a little too literally took us seriously when we said we wanted the cheese grater back. Um I was amazed on Twitter at the number of people who said it it actually looks like a cheese grater. It looks even more like a cheese grater than the old cheese grater. <laughs> than the old cheese grater. Uh but Apple did I would say the biggest takeaway for me from WWDC on Tuesday the keynote or on Monday I should say the biggest takeaway for me was Apple has listened and listened in a lot of ways, right? Uh, but the Mac Pro is the first one. This was the Mac Pro they should have done in 2013 when yes. they did that trash can.
2: Which went into the trash can. Yeah, and No one liked it. But I think this is going to be super popular. Well,
0: not only did no one like it, Apple admitted in 2017 that it was misdesigned, that because of thermal issues, they couldn't actually make it any better. They couldn't upgrade it. They hadn't upgraded it for six years. They said, we're going to have a new Mac Pro. We're working on it now. and it'll." But it's going to be... A, They didn't say how long, but they said it's not going to be next year. (laughs) So, and they were right; it wasn't. It was twenty nineteen. It'll be out in September. Starts at six thousand dollars, but that's modestly equipped, like really, like a two hundred fifty-six gig hard drive. (laughs) Uh, No one knows how much it will cost, but it will be upgradable to one point five terabytes of RAM. One of the tech blogs said, depending on what they put in there, that could be as much as twenty thousand dollars. The 28-core uh, Intel W processor uh, sells for around $10,000. Just for the processor? Just for the processor. I'm thinking if you if you put all 28 cores, and you, nobody's going to put it in a two-by-half. There's like the half. afterburner graphics option? Re- which gives you not one, not two, not three, but four Radeon graphics cards, Vega Pro cards. Uh, then there's a lot of optional stuff. There's this fabric... Connect interleave thing that I don't. There's part of the. I think part of the reason Apple did what they did is because it's you can't really say okay, well, how much would a PC cost? Because nobody you can't get any of these. Promise makes the the hard drive module. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nvidia makes or not Nvidia Radeon, AMD's Radeon makes the GPU module. So maybe eventually they'll offer these for PCs. But right now you couldn't build a comparable PC. So there's no way to comp the price. They
4: did claim that the. Um base unit compares with PCs that are even more expensive. That's probably Uh, true though, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not so much as it's an expensive Mac.
2: It's that it's aiming at the super high end part of the market. That's why the price point isn't a huge point of contention. Like if you're going to spend six to 10 K on a computer, you're buying the one you want. You're not going like, wow, this one's 50 bucks cheaper. I must go with a PC. Like you're buying the machine you demand for your job. Yeah. I think there are people who would like a Mac that expandable, Oh, but yeah. But not at,
4: at that level, kind of down oh, I several see. several notches. Yeah. And those people will be disappointed. But it, it seems like the people who actually Apple is trying to target with this, they did a good job of doing it. It's just that it's, it's not all that many people. It's like eight people. And they have a <laughs> lot of money to throw at stuff because the faster they can render animation or whatever, the more money they, they can make.
1: So it's in it, studios.
0: Yeah. And in most cases, clients will pay for the hardware anyway. I mean, that's, in a way, uh, somebody who's going to charge back the – hardware to the client wants it to be expensive because they can add their 10% and make more money. So I don't think the price is an object at all. And I do think Apple, you know, when Apple did their apology tour, one of the things they said is we have gone out and, and actually hired professional video editors, music creators, people who use Mac pros. We, we brought them in house to help us design this. And I think that that's pretty clear. That's what they got. They got, if you said to the designers. Money, price is no object. Make the best modular Macintosh you could make. This, this is probably what you'd get,
2: something like this. It reminds me a little bit of the uh, McLaren Senna, which yeah. is the coolest and best car of all time. And it's, it's just built to go around tracks really fast. And if you want that thing, this is the thing this is for it. you. And if you want to do high-quality, fast video rendering, here's the machine. But here's a problem. I can't afford a McLaren Senna. What I really want is a Mac Mini with a lot of guts. And so I will patiently. I'm not mad. The Mac Mini is much
0: better. In fact, for a lot of people, a Mac Mini would be a good choice. Thunderbolt means you can have external GPUs, external hard drives. So for many people, the Mac Mini or the new iMac Pro, which is $5,000, that might be a better choice. Uh, I I agree with you, Harry. There is a a little bit of a missing piece in the middle, but not much. Used to be you could say, well, what's your budget? This is the Mac you want, and it was a fairly linear graph of price power. There is a little notch there somewhat uh, there, under There under are people
4: use. who like stuff like internal drives and, and yeah. I mean if, if you're into internal upgrades and you don't have $6000 plus another 6 or another 4 for the monitor plus money for the stand, then you might be disappointed. Yeah?
0: Okay, one tactical error Apple made. <laughs> the stand right it's fine to announce the stand to show the stand it's was a mistake to say the price of the stand and probably what they should have said is the monitor is five thousand or six thousand dollars and includes a stand i understand why they decoupled the stand a lot of professionals don't use stands they use visa arms there's a visa mount they'd spend money on the visa mount instead but, to, but, of course, it was a huge mistake. And you could tell the minute they said it on the stage. There were
4: groans. There were groans. I think a lot of it was. I mean, the, I mean, there are, there are all kinds of Windows PCs and workstations that compete for this market. You just never hear about them unless you're right. a potential customer. And Apple oh. being Apple, this thing got a huge amount of attention. Made People like us who will never buy this. So st- stuff that looks ludicrous to us is actually totally saying if you are one of the relatively small number of people Absolutely. who might actually buy one. So. I,
0: I think that the general reaction of the pro community is this is exactly what and we want. And the people
4: it. in the room are developers. and yeah. I mean, developers do like powerful computers, but even developers don't need a machine this powerful. You don't know, need the most a, case. a pro
0: display XDR. No. And as Apple pointed out, and they they, they started with this, you know, a, a really high-end, professional, accurate Video displays be 25000 dollars. It'd be expensive. So a six thousand dollar monitor is not that big a deal.
2: I have a question about all this stuff.
0: I got a quote to Vendra Hardware and Gadget who wrote, "A nine hundred ninety nine dollar monitor stand is everything wrong with Apple today?" You could pinpoint the exact moment when Apple lost the audience on Monday. John Turnus, the company VP of Hardware Engineering. Revealed the pro display will cost $4,999. It's pricey but reasonable considering the features. But then there was one more thing and not the good kind. One hour, 42 minutes, and five seconds into the keynote stream, he revealed the stand as a separate $1,000 purchase. The crowd, which was mostly enthusiastic until then, actually they had huge applause for dark mode in iOS. Yes. Actually, the biggest applause, I think, was the tip calculator in the Apple Watch app. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the audience erupted into cautious murmurs enough to make Termas stammer as he continued on. He was unprepared for the Apple faithful to question the glorious technology being bestowed upon them.
2: It's good writing. Yes. but Here's my question. So we all agree that this uh, new computer is fantastic, has a market. Uh, the monitor is fantastic, has a market. How big is that market? How many people out there actually have? Well, you said it yourself. How many 50? people have a McLaren? Ford like makes 200.
0: a Ford makes uh, a GT for four hundred fifty thousand dollars. They're going to make fewer than a thousand of them, but they make it. And mm-hmm. the point, and I think this is Apple's McLaren or GT. It's a halo car equivalent. It's right? a halo car. It's the race car. It's the one you make to show that you can make the best thing possible. And 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 there will be a market, but it may not be more than a thousand people. It might be a very small market. It Doesn't matter.
2: Because I'm pretty dumb and I have disposable money, and you know they could entice me to overspend on a computer. But like looking at the Mac Pro,
0: I'm going. They have hey, something for, for you Mac to overspend bizarre.
2: on. I overspend on a Mac iMac Pro for five
0: thousand dollars, and by the way, that was the base price, mm-hmm. and uh, I probably spent a little bit more because I wanted ten <laughs> cores because ten's better than eight.
2: Obviously. Obviously, <laughs> that way you can run fifteen Chrome tabs instead of thirteen. You know, chrome it's
0: tabs. totally shameful. Yeah, and that's why you need one and a half terabytes of RAM. What is terribly shameful is I have that Mac Pro on my desktop. Almost always I will use my MacBook Air, which I mean on paper is probably a, a hundred times slower. And I can't tell the difference. That's I shameful. literally, it's it's not like I go, oh, this is so slow I have to go use my desktop. But are you like
4: editing video? No, I'm not or- doing anything
2: <laughs> valuable.
1: Well, you don't need it
4: rendering the next Pixar movie. Or
1: I mean, I have a question. So uh, I get that a car is something that you just want to have just to show that you have a car, but this is a machine that you could use to make something and make something great. Right. So does it So does it put independent, more independent d- creators at a disadvantage because they can't, like they don't work for Pixar or they just are so, trying to create something and they don't have that power, they can't afford it.
0: That was my exact response to this editor who said, I, I mean, the Mac Pro, I can't afford it. I don't need it. I'm going to use my iPhone. I so said, this is exactly what I think is most interesting about the age we live in, is that you can create. With, you, there's YouTube, which means you do can distribute a film worldwide with no money. There's, there's your iPhone, which means you can shoot 4K video, edit it, and distribute it from your phone while you're driving to Las Vegas. We live in a world where it's really, all that really matters is your ability. But what about the like technology? Special
1: effects and so innovation. you don't do it.
0: You make, um, you know, uh, you make Roma
2: Right? Actually, or it, or it takes a little
0: longer to render, maybe.
2: Yeah. Or you take yeah, or you get a cup of coffee while you're yeah. rendering that scene. I you think the patience. point is good, but I don't think this is gonna give people that are professionals and have bigger budgets such a leap ahead of independence that independence become um, no. impossible in the market.
0: No, right. because honestly the only thing that you need that really is a requirement is talent, and ability, desire. The technologies, there's a huge range in many price points. And I guarantee you there look, Steven Soderbergh's last movie was shot on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that there are great things being done with cheap technology. We know it. All it takes, what it really takes is the one thing you can't buy, ability.
2: Right. Yes. Good so, story. So go oh, back story. to your point. Like You can drive a, a less powerful car still very quickly around a track, but if you are also the best and you're the best car, you can set all-time records, and that's Pixar in this analogy.
0: And I'm the kind of guy who buy a McLaren to drive and stop and go traffic. Uh,
2: please tell me you don't have the McLaren. <laughs>
1: Not yet. But now that you said it was something he Well,
2: needs, it's between that out. and the Mac Pro. I really, uh, <laughs> I'm weighing my options. They both generate the same amount of heat, I hear. So it's a very <laughs> close comparison.
0: Yeah, I don't, they didn't mention what the TDP would be for this 28-core Xeon processor, but I think it's like four or 500 watts. They did mention that the power supply would be massive.
2: 1.4
0: kilowatts or something yeah, like that. One and a half kilowatts. Oh. Um. That means your lights dim in your house when you
2: when you render. Uh, you render faster, but you can't see anything. I like this car technology analogy thing. We should try this more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've tried it. Many, you
0: remember that meme that went around that. Uh, if if cars had improved as fast as technology well they, they'd
2: all cost 15 cents yeah, I mean, the yeah joke gas is you have to turn them off four times a day and get <laughs> out and do it them yeah mm-hmm. and a, they like, would crash a, on their own twice <laughs> a day that's a 1995 it's, i don't know how windows is. works joke. exactly it's an old it's to- joke
0: <laughs> so i'm just saying we've been doing this for a long time yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm not responsible for that crazy metaphor Uh, although I probably repeated it many, many times.
2: Oh, are you going to buy a Mac Pro, the new one? No, of course not.
0: I don't know any, I literally don't. The only person, okay, so I asked Alex Lindsay, who if anybody that we know is going to buy a Mac Pro, be Alex Lindsay. He does professional production. He was on a set somewhere he couldn't talk. I said, I'd love to know what you think. I said, how many are you going to buy? He says, depends on how much money I can get when I mortgage my house. (laughs) He said, I'll buy as many as I can, but honestly, that's... That's the level of expense we're talking about it will probably be. It'll probably cost as much as an inexpensive car. 20-30,000. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, didn't we price it out as like 4 years at a state school? Or 4
0: years at a state college?
1: <laughs> That's sort of the way Son, I look at money. You have a choice.
0: <laughs> you can render faster or go to college. Which would you like? Apple listened about the iPads too. One of the complaints I had and I think a lot of people had about the iPad Pro was that it was a lot of hardware running an operating system meant for a phone a phone in about 2007 and they've actually now maybe it's just lip service maybe they're really doing something but they've separated out the ipad os it is not ios anymore it's ipad os and they've given a lot of desktop features to the ipad pro somebody called again the radio show and said i just bought a macbook should i i have an ipad pro 12.9 and a macbook do i need the macbook anymore yes
2: <laughs> you say yes. Well, Alex is nodding, which doesn't work that well on a podcast, oh, I'm but so thank sorry. you. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Harry and I were talking on the way up here. We were driving up. He very nicely drove me up, and he's an iPad fan, and I am actually on the other side of this device. I'm a laptop. Yeah, you, is, you use – look at Harry's using the iPad 12.9.
4: I've, I've used iPads as my primary devices since 2011. You must be thrilled. It, it looks just great. I mean, you're right that when they announced the new hardware last year, the hardware went way past mm-hmm. what the software was capable of to such a degree that I assumed – that the good stuff must be coming at WWDC because it would be so weird to put it in a USB-C port and then not let you do anything with it, essentially. So most of the stuff that I hoped would happen did happen last week.
0: You were right. Uh, I mean, that's some US... stuff I
4: didn't anticipate. Apparently, too.
0: all they had to do was flip a switch on that USB-C port and yep. suddenly they can, you could can put a thumb drive in there, you could put a USB hard drive. If it's a
4: desktop-class browser like they say it is, that's huge news. Because Tell me about
0: that. So you, you're using an iPad as your day-to-day right. computer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Safari on there is basically the iPhone version of Safari?
4: It's uh, pretty much. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that works great, but the more sophisticated a web app is, the more likely it is it won't work well, which in a lot of cases is not a major problem because some things have great native apps. But there's a lot of stuff that does not have a great native app, like, like Google G Suite,
0: we run into I'll, that all the I'll, time because we use G Suite yeah, for uh, our shows. Google's
4: apps for the iPad range from sort of mediocre to really bad, and I'd be much happier using the web-based versions, which up until now have not worked at all. And if those, and if those work really well in Safari on the iPad, it'll make a huge difference.
0: Only somebody who uses the iPad day in, day out will understand why that makes a big difference. The desktop Safari makes a big
4: difference. Yeah, b- because I I spent a lot of money on this very powerful large-screen tablet, and... Uh, Google Docs, Google Docs and app version, is rudimentary, and if you you need to use Google Docs, getting access to the full version is yeah. is huge.
0: Microsoft Office is really good on an iPad. Yes,
4: and I don't have. There are also web based versions of the Office apps.
0: How do those work on the?
4: The the native Microsoft Office apps are really good. Yeah. So I don't particularly want to use the web based ones. ones. Aren't good. But they'll be better um,
0: with the Safari desktop.
4: Airtable, we use Airtable at Fast Company. Yeah. Um, the iPad
0: app is not very good. I think I'll be much happier using the web-based version. There's also little things like the the grid of icons, which has been so wasteful on the iPad for so many years. You have this big screen, and you still are you know there's lots of space in between the icons. They're going to fix that,
4: and you can put on widgets on the desktop if Huge. you want
0: to. This is something anybody who's used Android for any length like time understands the value of widgets. It's the main reason I love my Android phone. Um,
4: uh, e- even like scrolling. Uh, Working on small documents on the iPad is fine, but if you're working on like a 6,000-word document, it's been very sluggish to go through it.
0: Are they, did they say there'll be they improvements? Have, they
4: have scrolling much more like on a desktop where you can, the faster you scroll, the faster it'll zip oh, through it. Nice.
0: And um, it's they didn't talk about it. It's hidden in accessibility, but mouse support.
4: Mouse support, yeah. It's, it's aimed at an accessibility feature for, pe- for people who have challenges with touching a screen. And yet
0: so many people said, oh, good, they did it. I, yeah, I mean, I think that there are people who want... Do you want a mouse on your iPad? Not
4: particularly, and I think people who expect this to be just like using a mouse on a Mac might be disappointed, but it also sounds like if Apple implemented this, they've done 80% of the heavy lifting they need to do to offer it as just a standard feature to everybody.
0: They did, I thought, an interesting thing. Uh, the reason I want a mouse is, is it's stupid, but it's um, the switching of the mode from typing to touching is enough of a movement of the hand that it's it slows me down. I just
1: need a trackpad.
0: Yeah, trackpad would be nice, and there are a lot of keyboards that have room for... Not the Apple keyboard, but the bridge keyboard, for instance, have room for a trackpad, but no trackpad. But what they did do, which I thought was really interesting... So I interpreted them hiding the mouse as a way of saying, well, we don't want to emphasize the mouse because we really think it's a touch device and it should be touch, and you should use touch, and you should only use mouse if you can't use touch. But, But... But then they talked about the fact that there are going to be many, many more keyboard shortcuts in all of the apps. And that is, to me, a great thing because I can keep my hands
2: on the keyboard. That is a strange thing, though, to put in an iPad. And that's when I lose my attractiveness to it. I mean, to me, if you have mouse support, keyboard shortcuts, and a screen, I have a laptop. And laptops are amazing. They're so good. This laptop that I have is an old MacBook Pro. It is a tank. I've broken the That's keyboard. That's why you like it, blade. because yeah. it has
0: the old keyboard. It's it has doesn't technology. have that ridiculous touch bar. It's
2: from 2015. Yeah. And I would not that trade was it the last MacBook. good MacBook. I would not trade it for a brand-new top-of-the-line iPad Pro, because I see no advantage, and I see actual disadvantages.
0: Megan, meanwhile, using the 13-inch <laughs> 2017 or 2018 okay. MacBook Pro. Yeah. She's got the fine. touch bar.
1: Yeah, I don't ever use it.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> in fact, the only time I ever use it is to
2: to accidentally hit Siri in the middle of typing. I
1: accidentally hit stuff, too.
2: But I want to know why Harry prefers the iPad Life, because people that I know and respect do this, and they they swear by it, so what am I (laughs) missing? You said iPad Life like thug life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, how do you like the iPad If you
1: have to ask, you'll never understand. On the mean
2: streets of Petaluma. (laughs) Uh, No, but what really sings to you about it? Sure, well,
4: basically, um, because it's a relatively new platform, it has a lot less cruft. Your Mac and Windows PCs have, like, decades of stuff that's built up. I think when I use a Mac or a Windows PC, a lot of the time I feel like I'm devoting 20% of my time to be like being a mechanic for my own computer. Uh My Mac is telling me I have all the disk space I need on my Mac, and despite that, it flashes a message every five minutes in the corner telling me I'm running out of disk space and I should do this or that. Um, I I feel like a lot of ways windowing was a step backwards for computers, if you have like 17 windows on your desktop and you have to drag them around and some of them are overlapping on others, I, I like the iPad's approach to it much better where you can have a couple of apps on screen and, and in iOS 13, they're also adding stuff to make that better. Yeah, mm-hmm. But you don't have w- windows floating around and overlapping when you don't want. It's, it, it, there's just a little bit less uh, of all the stuff that's built up over the years. It's more it's simpler. It's more modern. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's better at touch. I mean... I, I'm aware of things like the Surface, which have touch, and it's it's just fine. But ultimately, on a Surface, I'm aware I'm using apps, for the most part, that were not designed to be touch-first. Every iPad app is touch-first. Yeah. Okay. And it has suffered a little bit with the keyboard in the past because shortcuts and things have not been as predictable. But I think the fact that Apple has slowly made this into a more powerful uh, platform has been helpful because they haven't rushed their way through some of these decisions that are hard to get right. Like Windows 8, famously. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. What a nightmare. Micro, yeah, Microsoft, you know, saw the iPad as being really dangerous and very quickly tried to turn Windows into something to compete with it. And uh, in some ways it was cool, but they made lots and lots of mistakes, which even now they are they're, they're undoing.
5: Yeah.
4: What app do you use to write? I use Scrivener, which is... A, it's, I mean, it's, it's my single most essential app. I, I would not use a computing platform that didn't have
0: Scrivener. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because Scrivener is just one of maybe a dozen apps that have similar features yep. there. The, Scrivener allows you to keep research notes uh, side by side with what uh, you're writing. Uh, Ulysses a, is another one that's, yep. that some people yep. swear by. I've
2: used that. Do you yeah. guys run on WordPress or a different CMS?
4: We're on WordPress, and WordPress about 90% runs fine on an iPad. But they mentioned WordPress during the keynote. They did. Being, That's being another something one of those. That, that works yeah. even better in the new browser.
2: Yeah. I'm just impressed. You don't write in the CMS.
4: I do. Oh, well, actually, I, I use Scrivener for my like my, my more elaborate pro- projects, okay. where I'm interviewing people and doing transcriptions, and pulling up old stories. For a lot of shorter stories for the web, I write right into the CMS. There you go. Yeah, iPad talking.
0: has gotten better and better for actual work like that. For a long time, it really was just a consumption device, but. People like you are the are the people taking the arrows in the back as you charge over the hill with your iPad. Yeah, I
4: mean, five or six years ago, I, I spent half my time arguing with people yeah. who told me that I could not use my iPad as, <laughs> well, and, to and, do stuff. And you don't hear that very much anymore?
0: Honestly, I still feel like it's, it's a little of a stretch. It's a little of a square peg, round hole. You have to really want to do it. Do you not feel that anymore? Do you feel like, no, this is it. This is my flow. No. I'm working. I mean, I feel ultimately
4: people are pretty smart. And for the most part, the thing you think is the best device for you probably is. Yeah. So if you're skeptical about well, about the you're right. Yeah, I'm not going to try to convince you to use an iPad if you don't want right. to. That's probably a bad sign. Um, and I think over time more and more people at least have the option of using an iPad. But if there are a million things you love about your, your Mac or your PC yeah. or your Surface Studio, right. there's no reason use, to switch use what you like. Use use what you like.
0: Yeah. It's a personal computer um, after all.
4: I feel like it's generally a bad sign if somebody else thinks they know better than you do right. what you should be using. But but and you I don't that,
0: feel personally as you use your iPad that you're compromising, that you're kind of putting up uh, with stuff.
4: I've had I've certainly have I've discovered little workarounds some of which I don't think I'll have to use anymore with iOS 13. There's, to me, a
0: little cognitive oh. load with it. That's, I guess, what I'm saying. There's uh-huh. a little burden.
4: I feel like there's also a cognitive load with with, with Macs and PCs. I mean, there, there are certain things I like doing better on a Mac. Um, I have a lot of stuff in Dropbox, and if, if I'm moving mm-hmm. mass quantities of files around in Dropbox, that's still been easier on, on a, mm-hmm. on a uh, Mac or a Windows PC I than on an iPad.
0: You give me hope, because if I can... And I and I have to say this is not going to happen till iOS 13. You can do a public beta what next month, Megan? I think yeah, I they think said it. next month, mm-hmm. in the fall it'll be out. Um, I think that's the time I might sit back and say, okay, let me give it another shot, seeing if I can work entirely on an iPad. There there are some, you know, much needed features. I don't think dark mode is one of them, but we are going to get <laughs> we are going to get a dark mode. I also have some concerns about the additional gestures, and this is a my biggest problem with iOS in general compared to a desktop operating system is the issue of uh, hidden affordance affordances of discoverability. And to remember that a three-finger swipe mm-hmm. is undo and a three-finger pinch is a cut and a three... Well, I do remember it now. And a <laughs> th- three-finger open is paste, right? Or is it vice-versa? I don't use
1: those finger things. And even
0: the guy who was trying to demo it on stage couldn't really do it. He, he said, oops, up, oh, sorry, whoops. Yeah. A bunch of times. I am a little skeptical about those. I mm-hmm. wish they... But, there's, there's, but that's what you have to do in a touch interface. You have nice, to overload all the gestures.
4: The nice thing about old-fashioned interfaces is with menus, at least you can find yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. if you can find
0: yeah. it, which is sometimes tough. Yeah, I can't remember all the Emacs commands, but I know if I have a menu bar, I can at least remind myself and eventually they become second nature. You
2: know, Apple's really trained me though to deal a lot more with uh, touch because I run a, a, a Apple mouse and an Apple touchpad mm-hmm. on, outside of my keyboard. So you have that magic trackpad? Yeah, yeah. So I do gestures here and mousing here and typing in the middle. Oh, you're and that's my corporate me. setup. And I've really gotten accustomed to, to doing it. I wonder if even though you're a right handed even though well, I person, I, yeah, I can't. Mouse Are you ambidextrous? With my left hand. No, I'm. I'm dumb.
0: But you're able to trackpad with your left yeah, hand. Yeah, because
2: it's just little gestures you do to like open all your windows at once and kind of bring them back in. And hmm. so I wonder if they're just training us to be more, you know, functional with our hands than we otherwise would be. And I wonder if in five years this will feel very normal to us, very intuitive. Because if Harry's right, if we all end up using iPads, which could happen, uh, we're gonna need to have that level of, uh, I think, gesture control. I don't think that, by the way. I think a lot of people... I listen. apologize. He does not think that. I Wait, take it back.
1: I have a question, though. Do you have a, a MacBook, like a backup? I, um, I have a
4: MacBook, which I keep at home. In a sense, like my MacBook Pro is like my desktop. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my power machine. Um, but at work, I have the iPad. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I also had a Chromebook, which I would once in a great while use for stuff I could not figure out how to do on my iPad. And it's been a long time since I've had to resort to the Chromebook.
1: Guessing? I like
0: a command line.
1: Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is um if you took this away from me I would probably use the iPad. But since I have this I always go back to Oh, that's
0: to a it. good point. And and some people have said that that the iPad isn't an exclusive device. It fills a a niche in between a desktop and a laptop. Mm-hmm. Or a desktop, or a
5: phone. maybe
0: a laptop and a phone, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I, for me, there's just no space there. I feel so happy with the. You're happy. you devices. got the yeah, two things again, you need. again, personal choice, I not you, trying to be negative, but like just... No, I'm no, very but very I think happy. you're more... That's, that's more the,
0: uh, I think, more typical response from most people. I'm not going to buy another $1,000 device to fill this gap that doesn't really exist for me.
2: Well, now that you've called me average, I want to move to an iPad so <laughs> I stand out. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, normal.
0: You're normal, not average. Don't you like people
2: that. outnumber
4: people who are iPad only. I mean, there's no doubt about it for now. This you is not people. the dominant you way of doing this, things. People. I mean, when when the iPad first came out, there was this brief window where it felt like maybe the PC was doomed. It became clear pretty quickly that was not true. Remember and, all the
0: stories you probably wrote run on the post PC era. Yeah,
4: I wrote some of them, and, and clearly the iPad has had a huge amount of influence on the PC. Yeah.
0: But uh, Everybody was running scared. PC sales tumbled. That's why Microsoft did Windows 8. Yep. We thought we were in a post-PC era, but, but that didn't but turn out to be the But the relatively familiar PC still has legs. Steve Jobs at the time said every, there are still going to be needs for trucks. You don't, you don't get rid of uh, trucks. And so uh, the desktop, which for programmers and people doing you know, heavy-duty rocket ship design maybe still needs some heavy-duty hardware on the desktop – but there's a lot. What's really interesting is how many people who don't need that can move to the iPad. And in fact, that's my biggest question, and I'd like to open it to all of you: is what does this tell us about Apple's future plans? We know a few things. For instance, we know that they want to move away from Intel, at least. Well, and maybe that's another question. Maybe they keep using Intel on the Mac Pro uh, side of the equation for really heavy duty. The trucks are still running Intel. But they want to move to their – I think they want to make all their own chips. And I think they think that the ARM chips they design are good enough to replace all desktop chips. But maybe they're going to keep some intel. Uh, We also know that the iPhone is their number one product. A lot of their focus on on the iPhone, a lot of their revenue from the iPhone. And yet services are becoming important. So that means they'd like to have people in an ecosystem never to leave. They don't want you to say, well – I'm going to have an iPhone, but I want a Windows computer. They don't want that. They need to be all Apple. Uh, and then, then I've thought for a while maybe they were getting rid of desktop operating systems. That Mac OS would gradually become iOS. I th- I think that the announcements they made this week change a little bit. That what do you think, Alex?
2: Well, they introduced iPad OS. They updated yeah. TV OS. There's Watch OS. There's iOS. Yeah, they're making more OSs, not fewer. I mean, but again, Windows 8 was a problem of fusion. And so they're trying to hear to go for more of a, a desktop. Oh, the right tool for the right job. Right now, the question is, can they maintain that many different platforms at a high level? Well, now,
0: well they, almost all of them are still iOS.
2: Well, right? right, they're iOS with a different wrapper on them. But but Harry's point about uh, things being improved on the iPad with iOS 13, makes or whatever iPad OS thing that's coming up is probably says they can. Watching Apple's keynote, I watched a, a highlight reel before we came on so just to just remind myself what happened. I was shocked at the breadth of what they're doing over there. No kidding. It's amazing. The, that was, the range that was, was my, astounding.
0: Megan and I did the uh, stream. You can get on our Twitch specials on Monday. And that was exactly what we came away with was, wow, they've been busy.
2: And so if they can keep up that pace of production, probably there's no need for a unified OS. And they're going to keep things distinct. Maybe they'll move the processor you know, barrier from ARM right. a little bit further up. Maybe even the MacBooks. you're saying like, they don't need to. I think it seems like it's going fine. Everyone seems yeah. so happy. I mean, no one left this keynote mad about anything but an overpriced stand they weren't going to buy anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it was great for memes. I saw a lot of good cheese grater jokes on Twitter, but fundamentally, the, the updates were good and the iOSs look strong. The iOSs look strong. What do you think, Megan? Because we do a show
0: i iOS today. We talk a lot about iOS, and I, you know, you know my opinion that Apple seems to be, uh, well, at least was, did seem to be ignoring macOS.
1: Well, I think everybody thinks they want a unified OS, but then, I mean, anyone who tried that on Windows really, you know, especially with Windows Phone, like that was never, it never worked.
2: People didn't like it. Windows Phone was amazing.
0: (laughs) Actually, I agree with you, Alex. Windows Phone, it wasn't that it wasn't good. (laughs)
2: We were the only two people who liked them, but everyone agreed with you, Megan, sorry. (laughs) Uh,
1: But we do, we need a different OS for a different job. And I think people use things differently. Um, like, for example, I've been using the iPad more and more as just an entertainment device. And like I have a lot of apps on my phone that I have an addictive person. and Apple
0: doesn't that. mind that because no. that's services, right that's income got,
1: yeah. and so, like I don't keep Twitter on my phone anymore. I don't keep Instagram on my phone or Facebook on my phone anymore, but they're all on my but you iPad. Put it on your iPad. yeah. so it's like when i'm when I've made that decision, like now I'm going to just it's a leisure time. device. yeah. Totally, and I'm sure there are other people like me. I don't think that I'm like everyone else. Just like I, you know, I don't think Harry. No, but I think that's
0: a common. That makes us. That's a sensible usage.
1: Yeah, and if you especially think of people getting older, and you know, I mean, my dad has bought Macs his entire life. He's retired now. Is he going to buy another Mac? No, but he's going to. He's bought an iPad every year.
0: It also explains because Alex is not getting older, and he has no leisure, so you don't need an (laughs) iPad. I I turned thirty
2: really soon, so that joke doesn't quite. (laughs) Oh, that's so thirty. Okay, oh I didn't used God. to be this old. Now I am. So you're actually a millennial. Oh, I'm like right in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. my Sorry. God.
0: I had no idea. So
1: do you have an iPad?
0: You look so much older. <laughs> <laughs> I come on to it really just to get burned by a right, first
1: and he it told me you looked s- amazing. Yeah, I was and like, and then- you look
2: great. I thought he like, was August 50. I thought you look it. amazing for that. No, no, I knew I was. I would too, sound a lot smarter if for I was For 40, 50. you look amazing. Okay, yeah. back to the question. The answer is <laughs> I have a iPad original. And I oh god, that's not an iPad. I haven't. I have. I've had zero.
4: 2010. You're like a gamer, so it's the iPad is not. Well, I have gaming
2: PCs in my two houses, and I have a MacBook Pro in between, and I have a couple of PS. If you had had a a modern iPad, iPad, you could play Fortnite on it. Um, but I'm not 14, so why would I do that? (laughs) I I can play Apex Legends like a man. (laughs) And if you get that joke, five points. Is Apex Legends more manly? No, it's, it's also for kids. I'm yeah, just it's what I thought. exactly yeah, like that's what I thought I get fun, though. it. There was ironic. I was shooting for irony.
0: <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Harry? Where do you think Apple's going? What, do you, what, is, what is Apple's future?
4: I mean, at WWDC, it felt pretty good. It felt like most of the engines were firing. Yeah. It is a little intimidating that they have so many platforms. They're updating on this yearly cadence, and they're all coming out at the same time. And remember in the old days... Uh, ios and mac os were not coming out at the same time and they occasionally delayed them and they were not yearly it's a little intimidating as happy as i am to think that they'll update ipad os every year that's on top of everything else it's it's just a challenge to do that that Um, was
0: the excuse we gave apple was that oh they they just can't do everything so they have to change in fact i even thought of it as the the baleful eye of Mordor, that they would right. they would change their focus and now we're going to do this. now.
4: There was one year where I think they delayed macOS by a few months because they needed engineers yeah, for iOS. They even said that. Um, now, if they did that now, it, it would be a big deal because we, we assume that at WWDC, there will be new versions of everything.
0: And there are. And they... and. I think the overwhelming impression was they had a million things to show, and there was many more they couldn't even get to. They're, as you said, firing on all cylinders. What happened? Did they suddenly find a bunch of engineers?
4: Well, they It feels do. like a big change. They do have a lot more engineers than they did back in the,
0: in the years when but, they had trouble
4: uh, yeah, walking yeah. and chewing gum at the same time. I
0: remember the, uh, the remote app was written by one guy. He had gotten reassigned. They didn't update it for years because no one else could apparently write a remote app. Then the guy goes back and fixes it. It was there. There felt like there was this engineering shortage, and even then, Apple was very profitable, had a lot of money, and it was just assumed. Well, the problem isn't that Apple, you know, can't afford to hire engineers. It's just there aren't that many great engineers in the world, but apparently there are.
4: And it is true that t- nothing much happened with Apple TV at this event. They'd had this other Apple TV event right. recently. I think people who love Apple TV always feel a little bit like it, it doesn't get enough love from Apple. And they were able to do the new stuff in about five minutes. Right during the keynote, they spent
0: more time on dark mode than they did on right. all of Apple TV. <laughs> who, who
2: here loves Apple TV? I want to. I want to dispute that statement because I, I have two, and it's n- mediocre ish. Okay, um, I love. It. I also love it. All right, I found the two people. <laughs> Why? No, I, uh,
4: well, I'm not sure every, if I love it any more than I would love Roku if, if I was using that. It's more
0: polished than Roku. Roku is more capable, and but uh, like a third the price, it's it's a lot less expensive. But I tell you, like if I and I in fact have one TV that can only only has one device. It can't have cable because there's no. And it's the Apple TV because the quality is good. It's the best. Uh, It gives you 4K and HDR, even if you didn't buy 4K and HDR. As far as the store goes, it's got all the same stuff any other store has, and because of Disney Anywhere, which is called Movies Anywhere now, I guess. I don't care where I buy stuff because it most of it just propagates to all the other stuff. Uh, I don't like the TV app, but I don't make that my default. I think that's a bad. Apple has yet to get that working properly with its recommendations. Do, and so do forth.
2: you do well with the little remote with the touch bit at the? They top? They fixed
0: the re- the remote. Used to be the worst remote ever invented. Now it's only the second worst remote ever invented because they put a little ring around the menu.
2: So you, the orientation now is always clear. Okay, maybe I should need to buy a new Apple TV. Is what I'm here I think here. What? you what? might Do want you the, the new Apple. you
1: it the first Apple's. generation or the second generation? I don't know.
2: It's it's black and it sits under my television. And yeah, I a have that one.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably you, you need the latest one, which is 4K <laughs> HDR yeah. and has the new remote. And you can buy the new remote standalone if you want, because the remote, remote. is it's green. terrible. Yeah.
1: But you can also use the remote app on your phone, which is not terrible. Word. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's a terrible that's experience, which I means you're watching TV. You got to. Where's my phone? I just realized this show is just tech support for me.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Apple tech support, for
0: sure. I feel... Actually, I was starting to really think Apple was on the road to damnation, (laughs) to perdition. That The thing I loved most about Apple, which was Mac OS, was getting ignored. They hadn't updated the Mac Pro since 2013. And there was one more thing, and we're going to pause. There was one more thing Apple did at WWDC, which was listening to everybody i know and they had been ignoring for years they did something else we're going to take a break this is i've i recently learned about dark patterns and i'm going to start introducing many dark patterns into our programming (laughs) so if you would like to know what i'm talking about you have to listen to this commercial that's a dark pattern right i'm here for it (laughs) uh our show Alex Wilhelm is here, Crunchbase News. It's so great to see you. You spent half your time in the East Coast. Yes. Apparently you met somebody.
2: Yes. And are you married yet? I get married in less than two weeks. I was going to not bring that up because I thought you were going to do that. This is
1: his bachelor party. This is... Right here, you guys. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, Alex, we've got a little surprise for you. No.
0: You've heard of the Thunder Down Under?
1: No. <laughs> I'm sorry I said
2: the word bachelor party. Can we just
1: rewind? <laughs> I didn't say it. We're
2: going down a hill here, and I don't know what's the bottom Two again. weeks. Less than two weeks. Uh, two Saturdays from now.
0: Is the wedding here or there? There. Yeah. So you just came out for a bit for us, and then you're going right back to Providence. The, I fly
2: out Friday night. And you're and, marrying uh, Dr. Liz. Dr. Liza. Liza. Dr. Liz is her mom. <laughs> <laughs> same, same job, same name. Uh, as somebody who's been married more than once...
0: You also marry the mom. I'm just saying. <laughs> the good news is... You get the I, whole family.
2: I get along really well with the whole family. Okay. And they're all really nice. No, they're so. great. I'm, I'm and I'm so happy that. for you and Liza. That's so fantastic. I, I, It'll be the first and last time I wear a suit. I'm really excited about it. Aww. I bought one for this thing. So. But shorts, right? Suit and shorts. No, I'm changing into the shorts right afterwards. Okay. That's, that's your going away outfit.
1: By the way, I still remember when I was getting married 19 years ago, and I remember what you said to me. You, I, you said, where are you getting married? And I said, outside. And you said, my first wedding was outside. <laughs> it
0: Lasted seven years. Yeah. You've outlasted nineteen mine.
1: years. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen so. is impressive. Isn't
0: that mm-hmm. good? Good job. Nineteen yeah. years in November. Okay. Yeah. So it's not over yet. <laughs> yeah. We'll Don't see. chickens <laughs> counting hatching. There's a <laughs> whole thing here. That's Megan Maroney, Tech News Weekly, and of course iOS today which mm-hmm. will be on tuesday and we're going to do another uh developer
1: yes rosemary orchard she does od- automation she does a podcast with david spark this will be really fun FM, yeah so. that'll be a yeah. lot of fun mm-hmm. tuesday at
0: 9 a.m and harry mccracken i still call him the technologizer you'll always Thank be you. the technologizer to me he's technology editor for fast company and uh, what are you up to these days you got a podcast anything you want to plug uh, getting I'll married <laughs>
4: I'm working on several stories, I can't tell you about yet, but they'll be exciting when they your come out. Your long form
0: stuff at Fest Company yeah, have, is so good. We have
4: the luxury of, of working on things that take time. Sometimes
0: I uh, I bookmark every one of them. In fact, I, well, we'll talk when we uh, come back from the ad, but I'll talk a little bit about your most recent one. Our show today brought to you by Atlassian. We're in Atlassian House. Proud to be our IT department uses Atlassian to get things done, to collaborate, to communicate. It is really important. I think a lot of people think of Atlassian as for developers, but it's also for IT teams. And it's really important as, you know, not just our business, but almost all businesses now are IT focused. Whether you're in the cloud, you have technology that you have to support. Even if you just have a bunch of computers running spreadsheets, your IT team is what keeps the lights on, keeps the road rolling. And you've got to plan and execute faster than ever. You have to communicate Incidents often require open, agile, and smart coordination. You need Atlassian. Atlassian, well known for JIRA, of course, which is the uh, the tool that most agile teams use. We use JIRA uh, not as a development team, but as an IT team to keep track of projects, who's doing what, what stage it's at. It's a very useful tool. We also use Atlassian's Confluence to document what we do. And that's, I think that's the thing I would underscore uh It's great to coordinate your efforts to make sure everybody's doing the right thing and is on the right page. It's also equally important to document it. It's equally important to communicate it. And Atlassian makes that easy without leaving the Atlassian platform. If you've got a code base, you've got Bitbucket. If you have uh, pages to monitor or services to monitor, you need Ops Genie status page. That helps your team detect incidents better, coordinate response efforts, resolve issues faster, and, again, keep customers or stakeholders up to date. Your team can, here's the thing you really need to know, bottom line, your team can choose tools that are right for your current framework and knowing that as you grow, Atlassian's tools can grow with you. They've got so many tools to help you in every area of IT and collaboration. And of course, because JIRA and Confluence are the backbone, you never have to leave the platform to get the job done. Like all of Atlassian's products, the tools you need for your IT team are easy and free to try. You go to atlassian.com slash IT. To find out which Atlassian offering is right for your team, Atlassian.com slash IT. We thank Atlassian for supporting this week in tech, and we thank you for supporting us by using that special address, Atlassian.com slash IT. So the thing that... Tim,
2: what? What are you laughing at? No, I just love your transitions. They're so smooth. You're really good at this. It's fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it's like you've been doing it for a while.
2: <sighs> I am a learner.
0: I'm Sorry. still learning. <laughs> Someday I hope to have a podcast of my own. Um, the thing that I was so grateful for is to Apple, and we heard heard it in a rumor. I have been saying for years, and, and the excuse, I guess, was, well, they just don't have enough engineering talent. What the hell, Apple? iTunes sucks. Nobody thinks iTunes is great, right? Finally, Apple puts the nail in the coffin and puts iTunes to bed, or do they? I don't know. Did you? Did you go to the event, Harry? I was there. Was did you was... get to see what this new thing? Because they're gonna have three apps. They're gonna have music. They're gonna have podcasts. They're gonna have what's the third one? I forgot. Uh, TV. 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 Tell me, they're not just renaming iTunes Music. No. Well, did you get to play with it?
4: I have not played with it. Okay, it was flirting with installing the betas i decided to wait until the- that's
0: my deep fear is that <laughs> they just renamed it no, no they've broken it up uh, they broke it up and they moved the sync stuff into the operating system right think, which is now in the sense. menu bar which is because people wondered well if i don't have itunes how do i back up my iphone how do i restore my iphone how do i sync all of that's now os-based which is actually a better place for it that was the problem they tried to jam too much stuff into one program it is kind of weird that i mean how when was the last time anybody
4: loved iTunes?
0: <laughs> it's it taken a long, them a decade, finally.
4: It was years ago. I, w- I went back and I looked at the initial response to iTunes, which was rapturous. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. But, but that's because it was so
2: simple. Do you recall when Steve Jobs told, I think it was Walt Mossberg on stage, when Walt pointed out that Apple had become one of the biggest Windows developers because iTunes was so big on, uh, on PCs, and Jobs called it a cool drink of water in hell? <laughs> And then the joke flipped because iTunes became the thing you wanted to kill more than anything else, no matter what platform you were using. Ah, crap, Uh, iTunes opened. You were never happy to see it. It was like the bad friend who steals your stuff. I've always been a little
4: surprised that so many people use that because I almost never touch it. It's been a long time. Every time I plug in my
0: iPhone, my it pops up. You can turn that
4: off, which I think I've done.
0: Yeah, now you can uh, sync via Wi-Fi. You don't really have to.
4: There are all these other tools which are great for everything iTunes does. And even I use... um, I use iExplorer, which basically gives lets me look at the file system on my iPhone or my iPad. I
0: have started dad. using Vox to play music, so I don't have to use it for music. Uh,
4: yeah, I don't. I'm not a yeah. Apple Music person, even.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, thank you Apple for listening. <laughs> a little <Finally>. Late, but <laughs> finally listening. They're they're getting rid of uh, iTunes. The other thing I thought was really uh, important, and it's going to be more and more important, is. Apple is really now a privacy company. They didn't he- They didn't hesitate with uh, find my dot, dot, dot. And they talked about how Apple's, I didn't know this. Apparently all Apple laptops have been sending beacons all this time. We didn't even know it, but they're going to be able to send them. And you're going to be able to find your laptop, even if it's off, without disclosing personal location information, even to Apple. Things like that. Apple's putting some... They're, they're putting their mind behind the promise of privacy. And I think that's a really smart move.
4: Sign in with Apple.
0: The sign in with Apple. Could they, kind they of
4: transformative.
0: Yes. Uh, I'm already seeing it on apps. Day one, we had the day one developer mm-hmm. on. They've already put that uh, sign in with Apple into their day one app.
1: And it works on Android too.
0: It works everywhere. Yeah. Just think, as sign in with Google, Twitter, and Facebook works right. everywhere. But this time... Instead of giving them information, you're giving it to Apple. In fact, you don't even have to give your email address to the person you're signing in with Apple. Obfuscated. Of course, you have to trust Apple because mm-hmm. they will see if you do that. All the emails, you know, from that the thing you signed up for will be going through Apple's servers unencrypted. But um,
2: I think people do trust Apple well, I mean, more than Facebook or Google mm-hmm. or Twitter. Or well, I, I don't put Twitter in the same platform company. But they of, have single sign-ons. Yeah, I mean, all of them sure, have single sign-ons. Yeah. Sure.
0: I don't use single sign-ons. I mentioned this in iOS today because I used to use the Facebook single sign-on and then I, when I, after I clobbered my Facebook account, I realized I have no way of getting into any of these. So I've realized single sign-ons are actually very dangerous. You really should always sign in with email so that you have access to your account. Even.
4: I've been trying to avoid them yeah. over the last
0: year or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But it's interesting because they app developers will have to use it.
0: It says in the guidelines, if you use any of them, Twitter, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, you have to also offer Apple a sign in. And it has to be at the top. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting.
1: And, you know, when um, when we talked about it on iOS today, I said, like, I don't want to see privacy become more of a luxury. Like, this isn't, you know, if if this isn't offered to people that don't want to buy a $1,000 phone. But it is going to be on Android, so that's good. But it is interesting because Facebook has had a private sign-on thing, or they announced a private sign-on thing and they never did it because developers didn't want it. No, develop- developers
0: want that information. Yeah, they
1: want, that, they want to so be So that's in- why Apple
0: has to strong yeah. arm them into, into using right, the Apple sign-on.
1: Snap had a single sign-on that they, the same thing, it's going to be private, no one else is going to, and nobody uses it. But now everyone's going to use it because it's Apple and it's like you trust, you got to trust somebody, trust the least offensive of all of them. I owners.
0: honestly... I know we don't, and this is under our purchase line at Google. I O, we don't want privacy to become a luxury item. It is, and it will be. Yeah. Period. It just, it's going to be. There's nothing you can do about it, because if you don't have the cash, you, you can use free services by trading your attention and your information to those free services. It will take cash. You will have to give money to companies like Apple in order for them not to use surveillance capitalism on you. That's just how it's going to be. Unless
1: it comes through regulation. Unless we have like a privacy bill that...
0: No. Just... Are you going to tell Google you got to give away Gmail and you can't monetize
2: it in any way? You're not going to do that. No no, Congress is ever going to do that. I don't think luxury is the right word. I would say for a cost. There will be a price attached to it. Luxury implies the McLaren Senna Mac Pro thing we're talking about or before. Or an iPhone. But I think this will be available at a lower price point than I think you're indicating or hinting at. But real
0: think- privacy ultimately will be, and I'll tell you why. I'm okay. reading uh, Neil Stevenson's new book. You <laughs> thought I'd get that in, and you were right. It <laughs> came did. out this week. Fall or Dodge and Hell, really good. But he talks about a near future where, oh, interesting, face recognition is everywhere. You can't go outside without many cameras recording your presence, your who you are, what you're doing at all times. Think we're already there in many municipalities where people create uh anonymous personas he calls them PERDAS, P- it's an acronym p-u-r-d-a-h uh and so everybody who, we all have real identities but people will be able to create multiple personas that will be encrypted blockchain encrypted that they will then put out on the internet because it's so dangerous and we already know this. People, Anybody in the public eye knows it's dangerous to put out your real last name or your real address that's being doxed, right? That's, that's hazardous in the Twitter age. So they have these identities. And then they wear something called a veil. And they point out that you could wear a veil if you want to avoid face recognition. But what these people are wearing, everybody's wearing some sort of augmented reality glasses, which I think we all agree will be in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Sure. Uh, so they're, but they have specials. They look like sunglasses, so you can't see their eyes. And they have little laser lights underneath them that are beaming uh, algorithmically lights on your face to prevent face recognition from working. But you can also program them to be, in effect, a par, a barcode that's tied to your whatever perda you want to project as you walk around. This is he's he's in this novel. He's dealing with. What he sees as the inevitable consequences of the life we're in right now, and I think he's right with face recognition and all of this. I think he's absolutely right. Social media. He says the Internet collapses. In 30 years it'll collapse because there'll be so much false information on it. Only people who can afford an editor. A personal editor. A personal editor to go through it will have real information. Those who can't will be inundated with so much false information that you'll pick this the the affinity that you have and you'll believe, you'll be, and we're already seeing this, by the way. You'll be in that belief group, and that'll be your group, and nobody could tell you different. Like the Tucker Carlson Fox News media book. Yeah, way. Sean Hannity's yeah. affinity group. Uh, and, and we're already there. I mean, honestly, we're getting there, and you can see this isn't so far in the future. But the reason I bring all of this up, besides saying it's worth reading, be, not so much because it's the greatest novel ever written, although I think Stevenson is one of my favorite novelists, but because the ideas in it I think are really challenging and interesting. But what he's essentially saying is those who can afford it, can get real information on the internet. Can hide their identity. Can well, at least not hide, but control their identity, control their privacy. But it is not going to be inexpensive. And the and he said
2: most people don't care. They just go out in the street because they don't care. Yeah, most people aren't on shows like this. They don't need to have higher levels of protection attached to them. But I, I think I, I think the time will come that every
0: this is the real problem. Anybody can be a target on Twitter. Yeah, like and, if
1: you know in a, a custody case or something like you know, just know anything.
2: Yeah. I think the login with Apple hits two things. One, the privacy zeitgeist that we've been talking about a lot, I think, probably on this show and and around the internet for the last couple of years. But also the antitrust wave that we're talking about. Apple is demanding this sort of placement. And I'm curious if that's kind of poorly timed given the, the changing climate in D.C. about tech giants and their platform power.
4: There's new controversy lately over the App Store and Apple having a monopoly on app distribution. And I almost wondered whether they might respond to that a little bit at WWDC one thing they did not do is let you choose different default apps for iOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still tied to Safari and their mail app. I,
0: and, I think Apple, what they did was double down yeah, on the monopoly, but they totally. published a, an explanation of why our monopoly is good.
4: <laughs> they listed a, lot, a <laughs> lot of the good third-party apps out there. and it, It's certainly true for any um, app Apple has on the uh, offers to people. There are strong uh, alternatives through the App
0: Store. Yeah, they 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 made a case. They didn't they didn't say, "Oh no, uh, we don't want to be a monopoly, or we're going to do something about being a monopoly." They said, "No, no, we are a monopoly." Essentially, wait, I don't think they said those words, but that's certainly the takeaway. And it's good; you should be glad. And I think they're gonna do the same thing with privacy. They're going to, and and I think that this might. I think their thinking is this might inoculate them against Congress, against governmental regulation. Go ahead, regulate Facebook, break up Google. We don't care because we're the privacy company. Now, admittedly. This is by the way, this is a whole nother thread in this issue of deregul of regulation versus deregulation. Um, so Shoshana Zuboff in her book Surveillance capitalism says you'll never see uh, at least our government or and most governments regulating tech too much because they want the information that tech is getting. That's how governments are surveilling us. So there's an unholy alliance. Between law enforcement, Congress, and these big tech companies, as long as you give us information,
2: we're not going to shut you down. Yeah, it's prism in the U.S. Yeah. and it's WeChat in China. WeChat right. is, you know, looped through.
0: China is a good example of what the futures could look like here if we're not I mean, careful. especially
2: if you're in uh, the Uyghur portion of the country where... A supposed- million Uyghurs, a million
0: Muslims are... They can recognize them in face recognition, mm-hmm. and then they isolate them and put them in concentration camps.
2: I mean, it's literally evil acted out through the power of technology. Shameful. It's, it's, it's awful. But, I mean, it's powered by the stuff that is often innocuous when not used to malicious intent. Facial recognition by itself is not inherently evil. It just is always used in evil ways, it seems. I'm just – well, I'm it, and, and it is somewhat evil
0: uh, because the models used to train these things – this is going to be a big problem in machine learning in mm-hmm. general – the models many of these companies like Amazon and Facebook and others are using are based on white people, so they do a terrible job. Mm-hmm. A lot of false positives of people of color. There's a lot of, you know, ethical issues with it.
2: It also makes some pretty good jokes. Um, there was a woman over on BuzzFeed, um, Katie Nop- Nopolus, I think, and she did a th- she Amazon wanted to scan people's bodies in their underwear to get like scans yeah, of it's bodies. for measurements. I do it so that uh,
0: they can. Uh- so she went
2: in. And yeah. she refused to sign the uh, non-disclosure agreement because she wanted to write a story about this for BuzzFeed. And she just kind of wrote a hilarious story about how Amazon wouldn't get her almost nudes. And so she made a lot of Jeff Bezos jokes. It was fantastic. <laughs> so yes, we are all going to die, and there's no privacy, yeah. and the world's terrible. But at the very same time, at least we can giggle along the way to hell.
0: I, mean, I think you just did a, 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 a little bit of a faux pas. I just want to point this out. Her screen went dark, and you hit her shift key.
2: No, actually, I hit her top yeah. bed. I was hoping no one's going to notice that. Sorry, it was just a nervous
0: twitch. <laughs> that is very was... strange. Do you do that to other people? Like no, you're in a I, I, I did. I was like, why did I, I do that? Wake up.
1: <laughs> By, I, I instantly um, felt bad. <laughs> uh, I, I know uh, that was
0: really interesting. It
1: was. Well, you were. Just I think this is a new thing. A that the kids are
0: doing. Yeah, millennials. Just keep they that do awake. That. Do you do that as millennials? Do you do that for other millennials? Do you yeah. make sure their machine never sleeps. I promise to never do it again. No, no, it's good.
2: I <laughs> you're know the that.
1: wake up guy. Like they have the reply guy on Twitter. You're like the wake up guy who's always like waking up. Your I don't
2: want to be a wife guy. I don't want to be a reply guy. And if you don't get those jokes, good job. You're not on Twitter too much. <laughs> yeah. Megan and I apparently are on Twitter way too much. But anyway,s uh, I apologize. It's totally
1: fine. Um, thank you for pointing <laughs> out is this one of those things that didn't exist 20 years ago
2: 20 seconds ago <laughs> no i think you're right i think this is
0: very modern and that's why we have millennials on the show it too. just
1: you just needed it to be i think you're, it's very gentlemanly is, you're, looking yeah. it's a, it's a you're, you're looking at my notes it's a you were looking at my notes i've
2: been creeping on her notes <laughs> the entire time stealing her good it's like an act of chivalry to me yeah i'm just doing it to people
1: i think so let yeah. me yeah. Let know how that,
2: you, you should time. go to coffee shops and do that and see how it goes yeah you Hashtag walk around the
4: whole Starbucks like table space by table.
0: Hashtag spacebar. I mean, to be the,
1: fair, it was the touch. It was the trackpad. You know, <laughs> it was the <a> little yeah.
0: <laughs> because it drives me nuts
2: when your screen goes
0: dark. And yeah. now, because I'm so ADD, I have no idea what we were talking about. Oh yes, uh, I do. I just give
1: jokes thing. about facial recognition. Face we'll recognition. be joking. But basically, until
0: privacy now. as a luxury item. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's pretty clear we're kind of headed to that territory where uh, some people will have privacy. Just as some people have technology, and then some people won't.
1: We're already there. I mean, all all of those like facial, like you pointed out, facial recognition um, is you know it it gets false positives. Like you know, if you live, if you have food stamps, you're being tracked more often. Like it starts with the poor, it starts with the marginalized, and you know, and then it will come to us. And we've already seen how it's working in situations like that, and it's not good. And if you know, when you have to stand up and do something about it, um, even if it's not happening right now to us
0: what could we do well you could do what they did in san francisco in fact uh, he was on uh, triangulation on friday with denise howell i've forgotten his name what's it? what was his name Carsten? do you remember uh, an activist who got the city of san francisco to ban face recognition within the city limits yep uh there is a, a movement afoot to get uh, face recognition off police body cams um i think people there's going to be a backlash but I think ultimately, this, and I, I'll go back to that, Are, is Congress ever going to tell Google, you have to give away Gmail, but you you, you can't charge for it But with our uh, information?
5: His name is Brian Hofer.
0: Brian Hofer, that's right, yeah. yeah.
2: I don't think Congress will ever be sufficiently educated to make effective tech policy at the edges of what's new and what's possible. So I don't think we're going to see them work in this space. I wonder if we're going to have to just Slug it out in the market.
0: I think the design, by the way, I think it's and not a bad design by the founders to be that way, to not be quick. Yeah, quick is a dictatorship. Quick, re, quick to respond to any social movement is a dictatorship, and I think ultimately risky because you can respond too quickly.
4: I think that Apple being hardcore about privacy has been good.
0: It's good even for, even for Apple. Not,
4: it's also good for people who don't use Apple products mm-hmm. because at Google I/O. Google had a lot of privacy mm, news, yeah. and you know they're not they're never going to go as far as Apple does, and it, it won't be the default in a lot of cases. But I, I do believe that Google and other companies are offering more privacy features than they would if Apple did not exist
0: as this arch rival yeah. who was slugging away at them about yeah. it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think our expectations for privacy have changed. We want more. We are much more aware,
0: but mine have. I used to argue, oh, you don't need privacy. Why is everybody so worried about privacy? What's Mm -hmm. the worst that could happen? Turns out everything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a
1: very privileged attitude to have. And uh, I think we're all learning that anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And in fact, if, if you turn on every privacy feature Google has, it's a way, way, way more private experience than if you leave everything on the default. Is it
0: still usable?
4: I mean, that maps work? That's the balance. The less Google knows about you, the less right. useful it is in a lot of cases. Because I think Google, Google's most, business is knowing a lot about you in a way that Apple's is
0: not. The best thing you could ask for is give me the choice. The best right. thing you could say is, well, tell me what you're collecting, what you do with it, and what I'm going to lose if I turn that off. And let me choose. And I think Google's moving in that direction. You have
4: that choice. In some cases, it's kind of buried... And they're not they're not tugging at your arm, asking you to make those decisions. They're, yeah. they're happy if you don't make yeah. them. But they are there in a lot of cases. But I mean
0: you compare it to Facebook where they're actively hiding any choices that you might have if they if those choices even exist. And then Apple, I think sometimes people assume Apple's more private than it truly is. We already know if you put a third party app on your iPhone, you're you know, hackable and, and followable. Uh,
4: Although they are introducing new features to make it less easy. For third-party apps to do stuff with your data you don't want them
0: to do. But remember, you know, the WhatsApp hack that allowed somebody to call your WhatsApp app on your iPhone and have total command of it. Uh, It's not an impervious platform, I guess, is what I'm saying.
2: And there was a story in the Post that detailed how often third-party apps on the iPhone were reaching out and pinging servers that came out within the last month. Right. Thousands.
0: Thousands. So one of the things Apple offered, and I'm curious to see whether the market picks this up. I noticed that Nest is not one of the cameras... That will be taking advantage of Apple's new uh, camera platform, which offers free 10-day recording, uh, not counted against your storage limit, uh, and end-to-end encryption. So that, and as we know, this has been a problem with uh, with Ring doorbells and other cameras that that people uh, can, you know, people in the Ukraine, in the case of Ring, were able to look at your videos. Uh, nobody could see your videos. They only have three companies uh, so far in this group. Uh, Anchors, Ufee, Logitech, and uh, Netatmo. And I doubt Nest would ever go along with this, partly because Nest's income comes from the fees that they charge you for recording, but also because you have to wonder how, how all-in would S be on end-to-end encryption. I don't know. Maybe Google will be forced to do that. And, uh, I mean, the Apple
4: stuff requires that you have a HomePod Or an an iPad or an Apple Apple TV. So the the audience is somewhat limited for it.
2: I mean, there are a lot of those devices on the market, but I'm curious to see if Apple can ride this wave for a while and what the new and next features they can build that fit in the privacy model will be. And I'm curious if they're going to make us more attached to them because I feel very stuck in the Mac iOS world right now, not because I'm making an active choice, but just because of habit. And this could keep me around. You're in a gated community, though. I mean, back to the point about privilege. I mean, like, I mean, I don't have to be on Facebook. I'm off of Facebook and Instagram now, so I get to be have a more private life because I can get away with it, you yeah. know. And same thing, I can have nice devices. I feel very privileged, but I, I, maybe Apple will keep me around even more with this sort of stuff. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's right. And I think it's a smart, certainly a smart move for Apple from a marketing point of view.
1: It's going to keep me around with the emoji makeup.
2: Is that is that a big thing? Because those look fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: Smokey eye. Yeah. Oh, I yeah.
2: thought Bitmoji was dumb when Snap bought it, Snapchat, uh-huh. and then it blew up and everyone yeah. loved it. So mm-hmm. I, I've stopped mocking stickers and fun little images because apparently I'm way off the mark.
0: Mm-hmm. There is... <sighs> he grimaces. I'm trying not to get in trouble with Megan. She can. She's close enough she could hit me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there is kind of a weird sexism in Apple putting two female YouTube stars up to talk about the new Memojis...
1: Were they
4: female? No, one of them was. Oh, start, well, there you go. From,
0: yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So was, now you're in trouble. One with of them was people. a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A makeup.
0: Could have influencer.
1: fooled
0: me. Yeah. I, well, okay. Let's just be fair. Gender is not immediately obvious in a Memoji.
1: Uh, yeah. I'll Nor service. is
0: gender,
4: especially a emoji wearing a ton of makeup.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Good save. Sh- I'm showing my age and prejudices. Yeah. Me? Okay. I apologize. You you're may learning. hit me. I think we all they
2: anticipated your uh, concern and it. No, yeah. I, I think the, the intro, the middle bit, and the corrective were all fine there. I thought yeah. that, that yeah. was a solid B, B minus. Yeah. Hey, at least I didn't reach out and touch <laughs> exactly. your trackpad. Well, you pen. just did. So. And if you yeah. don't see the video, you're missing out. I'm allowed. Um, I own that laptop. It's <laughs> true. It does
1: belong to him. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I'm excited about the stuff. Okay.
0: I, if we said everything there is to say about uh, WWDCs and the so. keynote. and I mean, You know, there is a from a purely programmer's point of view, this new Swift UI thing that they announced. That got the most chairs. That's a developer conference. But it is going to make it a lot easier for even non-programmers, kids, and people who want to develop Swift apps, iOS apps, much easier for them to develop apps. It's a, it's a much more natural way to design an app right on the screen, drawing it. Uh, I think that, that Apple's done great work there. They've always done great work in Xcode and in their interface design, but this is... Very exciting.
2: I mean, when I was back in high school trying to learn C++, it was me in a dark room trying to make a compiler work. Right. I mean, this is so much better. And how great to put it in the hands of kids. I, I Yeah, and adults, for that matter. But mm-hmm. I, I imagine,
0: uh, in fact, I, I don't know, I, w- I would think Apple would have done would have always been doing this because, honestly, if you have developers who are developing for your platform or your platform only, that is good for you, right? So I thought that was also very important. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget that there is a tips calculator now on Apple Watch.
2: Can we we grade this? Can we give it like a 9 out of 10? I feel like going through this list of stuff, we've all been pretty darn amazing. Which is so rare. You pointed out there was one negative, a thousand dollar monitor stand. That was it. What if they did that on purpose to attract all the negative commentary <laughs> to it's one depressing. lightning rod, yeah. and the rest oh. of it was they knew yeah. it was going to be good? They're like, no, no, make it a thousand dollars. People will lose their minds. They're mm-hmm. playing three dimensional chess, eight dimensional chess. <gasps> yeah, I'm playing three. They're playing eight. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. are. They're in twenty one thirty four already. Oh my gosh.
1: I do think that there were a few things that people have noticed people using the beta that that weren't announced I found interesting there's the um, the location tracking so um, you know how when you're using your iPhone and it says you know whatever app has been tracking you do you want to keep tracking yeah. and then but now there'll be there will be a a screenshot will come up and show exactly what it where, knows yeah where they were that tracking you That is awesome. Um, the other thing that That is
0: that is really that's throwing shade at the apps, yeah, right? Exactly. Totally.
1: Saying, yeah. "Well, yeah," but it even showed it for I think it was like the app store or something. Notice how
0: like I did that millennial thing. Do yeah, you then, kids still say throwing shade? No.
2: Not since twenty thirteen.
1: <laughs> Not since you said it.
2: <laughs> Could that be the Leo rule that when he says it on <laughs> Twitter, it's officially over? Grandpa's <laughs> yeah. saying it. Stop. Can you please say "bay" so we can end that one too? Yeah.
3: Oh, what else you got?
1: Oh, the the last one was um, the three D touch is going to be. Gone in iOS. is that 30. official? Yeah, the people who've been using the beta, it's gone. And so if you, it'll be a long press. So the peek and poke or the like. Things Hallelujah! In, I know. So you you can long press to still do it, but then the so the capabilities
0: the, remain, but you don't have that. You have to push really hard right. on the.
1: So the, it's still a rumor. What iOS? I mean, what uh, iPhone 11? Whether it'll have that capability? People look but, at the code. But to the code to see. shows no three uh, d oh, touch I didn't features. Know that. Yeah, that's fascinating. So we'll. Yeah, we'll see. I think the only one left is the um, flashlight and the camera, which I didn't even know you could three D touch. Which is part of the problem with three D touch.
4: Because no one,
2: I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah,
4: that was my that was the only thing I used three D touch for. What does it do? Uh, if you're on the lock screen, you can quickly get into the camera or quickly turn on the flashlight. Gonna yeah, try this
2: out.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, somebody's saying, is this an so- all-Apple oh, show? Oh, that's
1: amazing. Why would you take this away? <laughs> well, they're not taking that one away. Oh,
0: okay, good. All right, sorry, Leo. You can do the end.
1: <laughs> I think... Uh- <laughs> this is
0: why Apple is the most valuable company in the history of the world. <laughs> do you ever feel like a sheeple?
2: Um, I own two high-end Windows 10 gaming PCs. That's right, you're a So, gamer. no. Yeah. i not even much of a gamer. I just like to live in both worlds. Yeah.
1: Still, after this conversation, or... You're
2: not going to um, go home and throw away your Windows machines? No, no, okay. no, no. I, I want a mechanical keyboard, and external monitor. I want it <laughs> to glow red like Satan's horns. Macs don't do that. PCs do. No, that's true. Plus, you
0: don't have liquid cooling and mm. big blowers. And,
2: and it's got to be an intimidating form factor, you yeah. know? not a cheese grater. Cheese grater. That's for the yuppies, but <laughs> the cappuccinos. All
0: right, we got more to talk about, including Google's Stadia gaming service, Mr. Gamer. But first, a word from our sponsor, Capterra. Are you in business? Do you use business software? So many companies, business for them, business software means something running on a Windows XP machine in the closet. They still need I- I- IE8; it's the only way they can do it. There is better software for every business. Modern software, software you can use a modern computer with, software that works right, is easy to use, and you can find it at Capterra. Look, finding the right software for business can be kind of complicated what do you do you google it then you're going to get a list of a thousand programs no additional information this could be all crazy is this one good i don't even know or you know you can call a friend but what do they know captera has all the software 700 categories in every possible area of business the big ones like crm or it project management e-commerce link management tools, web conferencing, but also individuals, things like yoga studio management or dental office management, every possible program, and these are all brand new, modern excellent software, and you don't have to take my word for it you could do the search, narrow it down by rating, by capabilities, the number of seats, is it run on the cloud or is it run on a hard drive, that kind of thing even compare them side by side, four at a time and then the best thing Reviews, almost a million reviews from actual users. So you're going to see exactly what that program can and cannot do, how people like it. This is this is the tool you've been needing all this time. Stop suffering with old, out of date, dangerous business software. Get something new for your business, no matter what kind of software your business needs. Capterra makes it easy to discover the right solution, fast. And once you find that perfect software, pay it forward, leave a review. Because I'll tell you why. Capterra is free, absolutely free. So leave a review. But that's your way of paying it back. Yeah, it is an amazing deal. Free. It's the directory of everything. And it's what you need at Captera.com slash twit. Millions of people use Captera to find the right tools for their business. Captera is C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A, com slash twit. Captera is software selection simplified. It's a brilliant idea. Thank you, Capterra, for supporting twit thank you for using captera.com slash twit. So E3 is this week.
4: It's going on right now as we speak, I believe.
0: The Sony, uh, oh no, Sony's not there. (laughs) It's the Xbox thing. Uh, Brad (laughs) Sands from from Theranos. Xbox, there's going to be a nice purple Xbox, the Fortnite Xbox. Something about
5: Keanu Reeves
0: always. Is Keanu Reeves there?
5: Keanu Reeves uh, is going to be in Cyberpunk 2077, the the best game that's that uh, the <laughs> most anticipated game possibly in at E3. It
0: doesn't it doesn't sound like an A-list title to be honest.
5: Uh it's made by the people who made The Witcher 3, oh, that's one of good. the best games of this
0: uh and uh, generation. and generation. Can we just get Carson on the show? Yeah. Carson's pretty amazing. One of the best games. Should we just
5: switch places? You Of come this
0: generation. <laughs> I'll do the cameras. Keanu Reeves we're a, is... We're
5: doing a big E3 show next week, so we'll have some people who know know what they're talking yes,
0: about. Yes, that's right. So we'll, we'll... after E3. So this is a little uh, teaser uh, of... Uh, what was it? Cyberpunk 2077? Yes. Kind of looks like a little Blade runner here. Yes. But watch, watch for the guy getting out of the car, because... He might be somebody you recognize. No,
5: it's not that. No? He's, he's at the very end of this. He's at the end? He's at the end of the. He's trailer. the hero. No, well, he's, he... a, he's the guy that the hero works for or something like that.
0: Oh, you're kidding. He's not even. You don't even get to be Keanu? No,
5: I think I couldn't tell exactly from the voice, but I think you might be, um, what's his face <coughs> from Breaking Bad? Excuse, excuse me, but all these games <laughs> look bad.
0: You think that's Aaron Paul? I think that. Does he say yo a lot?
5: It sounded like the voice of Aaron Paul, but I'm not.
0: Oh, I think Uh, you're right. No, wait a minute. I think Aaron Paul is in this. Let's turn up the sound. All
5: right, I'll turn up your sound. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that's Mr. T, right? All right, start her up, bug. Why don't you go... Let me me go back to the kid. (laughs) So he's going into the... uh... Be my man. You made it. You blowing up all over
5: the news. Are you alone? I just want the money. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like You got the chip? I think that's it.
4: All right,
5: start start base. It up,
3: uh, <coughs> so why don't you go to the bathroom? This is some... Wash up, we're gonna be with you in
0: a minute. Wow. Oh, come on, man. Your neck, it's a mess. Well, hotel has to come. So, Carson, what makes this the, the game of a generation?
5: Um, uh, it looks
0: like every other game I've ever seen. It does,
5: seen. but uh, the developer, CD Projekt Red, um, has a, a phenomenal track record with the Witcher series. Witcher's good. Uh, I like they Witcher. They are very, indie, very independent, of uh, not falling into the traps of many... You're
0: saying it's not EA. It's, exactly. There's no loot boxes There's in no this. No loot boxes. Um, look at this. The, the, the Actually, the rendering looks good, but it is a cutscene. I mean, it's yeah. not... But uh, I'm, I want Keanu. I,
2: I want just can't him. believe Keanu went from always be my maybe <laughs> right back to dystopian gunfights. Like, yeah, that is well, artistic he's the king. Range.
0: He's the king of yeah, the Matrix, is. man. Oh, I missed he's him. Coming? No, no, it's, it's coming. He's up. coming? He's, he's coming. at the end? He's at the very end. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, uh, We shot the friend.
0: Okay, here it he comes. Wait, the fuck up okay, bad words.
2: Sorry,
5: <laughs> bad, I'll, I'll bad words. Sorry. Bad words. Oh, it's Keanu! What
0: does he say... Whoa. Whoa. So he's really got a
2: cameo right at the very end there. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. All right. I'll play it. And if it's not good, I'll just burn Carson's house down. Yeah. There we go.
5: Sounds I good. It.
2: it won't be out.
0: Okay. This is the thing I hate about E3 take a guess. No, don't show it. Uh, take right. a guess. <laughs> okay. You didn't see it, did you? I didn't see it. Take
2: a guess. When will this game be out? It was just announced. Yeah. Um. I mean, my heart says January 2020. April sixteenth, twenty
4: twenty. That's that's a Almost the gaming a year industry from now. kind of moves in slow motion compared actually, to actually.
5: This, this is a game that was announced in twenty thirteen. Yeah, I
0: they've what? Yes, forever, <laughs> this is my it's Duke Nukem forever, dude.
2: This is Duke Nukem meets Keanu Reeves. I mean, there's okay. Well, were well, you I,
0: excited about Stadia? This is so we uh, the other shoe dropped on Stadia. You guys, uh, mm-hmm. Jason Howell and Megan. Talked about this Thursday morning. You showed the Stadia event. Was a good event? Was it interesting? Uh,
1: it was not a live event. It was like recorded, oh, and we just watched it. So I'm so sorry. Um, and I had, I guess, I wasn't following along closely enough because Jason had to point out at the end of the event that it's not a Netflix for gaming. Like it's not a all you can game. You still have to buy That's the what's games. weird.
0: Well, it wasn't clear when they first announced it because of course Microsoft and Sony and others are already doing this kind of streaming gaming thing where you pay a flat fee. Even
1: Apple is. Uh even
0: Apple with Arcade Apple Plus. Anymore. But uh Stadia, you buy the game like for 60 bucks. Like it's not even Yeah. But it doesn't install on any system. You can in fact the, the Founders Edition is a Chromecast Ultra and 3 months of service and then this special controller that they're making which looks like everybody else's controller and the idea is you don't get a gaming console they run Mm -hmm. it on their servers it is a little weird though that you would so this is 130 bucks you spend 130 bucks all you get is a chromecast ultra you don't get a gaming system and a a controller and then you have to buy games you do get the first game destiny 2
2: free can I talk about that for a second? Yeah. Destiny 2 rocks. And I have spent several hundred hours getting my butt kicked at that game. But you already played it. It's it's two years but old. Everyone should play it. It's great. Okay. But it's old.
1: So, but, I mean, you don't have to have a gaming system, right? Like, that's what is interesting to me. Because, like, you already have two big rigs that you've been talking about several yeah, times. Yeah, who's but... going to play this? The
2: is not aimed at me. I who mean, is it aimed at? My colleague
4: Jared Newman did a story where he basically said that gamers don't seem to have a big problem with buying gaming consoles
0: uh, oh, you can so get an Xbox do, for a couple and, hundred bucks. And who does that leave,
4: essentially, was his question. Yeah. Unless Stadia turns out to be something more than existing games available in streaming form. Well,
0: they released a list, and it looks like, you know, a lot of the big games, NBA 2K, Borderlands 3, Mortal Kombat 11.
2: They farming Simulator 19. Say again? Farming Simulator 19. <laughs> It's not a joke. It's on the list. Did you say Farming Simulator? <laughs> farming
0: Simulator 19. 19. Sorry, but Harry. Is it the 19th edition of Farming Simulator? I
2: believe so.
4: They're also talking about maybe eventually having games Geek that do things Germany. consoles it's can't very do. Big
5: in Germany. Like what?
2: <laughs> very they didn't big. really say. Uh, <laughs> mystery features down the road?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, but uh, they talked about at the original announcement back at GDC the idea that you – I mean, there's some interesting things. For instance – you could have multiple servers in the Google Cloud running your game. You could have, if you're doing couch gaming, cooperative gaming, I could have my server on my side of the screen. You could have your server running on your side of the screen. So performance might be really good. But what they really didn't address, and it's, and they still haven't addressed, is this issue of latency because you make this great thing with all you – know, let's assume it's a great thing with lots of great games at a fair price. And then Comcast gets a hold of it and, uh, and it controls the whole thing.
2: Call on me! Call on me! <laughs> Last night, I was playing uh, Apex Legends with a friend of mine, and my Comcast internet connection just blipped for a second, and I got Game dumped. Game over,
0: man! Game yeah, over! I got
2: dropped and dumped. I had to reboot the whole thing. It was a mess. And I pay for a really fast SF Comcast connection, I think the fastest one I can, and it's just not consistent enough to even right. run a PS4. So I don't want to use this because I don't trust it yet, but I love the idea of it. A way to constantly upgrade the back end, the equivalent of the console, over time to play better games. Fantastic. I love the idea. I just wonder if we have the the broadband network needed to power this. That
0: is kind of the Achilles heel of this whole thing.
4: And this idea has been around for so long. I mean, Remember
2: On Live, on Live yeah. yeah. Right? That
4: was like a decade ago, I think, yeah. pretty much. Well, Google uh, had
0: Google Fiber and they gave that up. <laughs> and and Gaikai, was that what it was called? The Sony like bought that. that for their streaming uh, service.
4: Google does say that this is way better than what we've seen before.
0: And if anybody could do that, it'd be Google. Although, let's hope they don't accidentally misconfigure it and bring the whole thing down for a day. No, this happened last week during Twitter. We were talking, Google's down, Google's down, Google's down. Well, now we don't know a whole lot more, but Google's explanation is that uh, they had a configuration that they were just going to put on a few servers and somebody, whoops, put it on all all the servers which caused the servers to use less than half their normal amount of bandwidth, and then everybody all piled onto that bandwidth, making it unusably slow. But the worst part of this is the, it slowed down the Google Cloud, which the engineers needed to use in order to fix it. So they were DDoSed out of their own fix, which is why it went on most of the day. They said it wasn't a hacker, it wasn't a bad guy, it was an oops.
2: How can that still happen? Yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know anything about how networks work, to be totally clear. I know that Azure, AWS, and Google Cloud are things that exist in the world. That's great. I use them implicitly. However, how can you accidentally take down Europe? People have – so I'm I'm reading the
0: Hacker News thread on this, and people pointed out, you know, Juniper Networks, on their big routers, they have a feature just like you do on Windows. You guys on Mac don't need it. But on Windows, when you change the resolution – of your monitor it says okay i'm going to change it but if 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 you don't say okay in 45 seconds i'm reverting back because maybe you maybe you screwed it up and you can't see anything juniper networks when you make a change to the network configuration it says okay but i'm going to revert in 30 seconds i'm going to do it again and revert in two minutes and eventually it'll stick seems like that might be a little thing you could add google they need
4: an are you sure button yeah
0: (laughs) are you sure you really sure or just like if that didn't work, revert back or just revert back unless you say it's working. I don't know. Maybe they have that.
2: But it took down like Snapchat and a bunch of other services. Like, well, well this goes down. Everybody sits on it. Right, yeah. exactly. It's not yeah. just
0: Gmail going down. So imagine you're in the middle of a hot Fortnite battle. Or I'm sorry. What is Destiny it? 2. Destiny 2 battle. Apex Legends. Oh. Apex Legends. <laughs> you're playing PUBG. and,
2: <laughs> and you're, I would just say names. <laughs> yeah. and, and it goes down. You're dead, dude. You know what though? I'm not young enough to have an ego about my game You don't game care performance. that much. You don't care that much. I'm just talking to some friends and trying yeah. to not think about like Twitter for yeah. an hour and then I'm gonna go back to you and read some analytics for work, you know. It's just a break.
4: So would you get Stadia, especially as somebody with gaming
2: consoles on different or gaming PCs on different coasts? When I thought it was the Netflix for games, I was in. But now that it's just my PS4 somewhere further away down the Comcast pipe, I'm less interested. I'm not saying no. I'm definitely willing to support new things in gaming because I think it's cool. Uh, but I'm not going to buy the uh, Founders package or whatever it was called. By the
0: way, a survey says men don't talk to one another because we don't like to go on the phone. Hmm unless we're playing games. Where did I see this?
2: Men are so chatty <laughs> on games. Let me tell you. They have so many thoughts like dude my shoe broke and I'm, I don't know. Like they just go on and on and on. If my friend Holden sees this, he'll know what I'm talking about. Cause I listen to him talk all the time on games. But it's great. You just get to listen it's to how some you and, and you
0: know as as an older gentleman
2: of a certain age
0: <laughs> I have to report that in my day well, we didn't have PUBG, Fortnite, Destiny 2 and what is it? Apex Legends. There you go. We played games like poker or bridge and you would get together with the guys once a week. You'd play poker and that was your social life.
2: I currently host a regular poker game in your old house, Leo. That's still a thing. Look under the chair. Because <laughs> no, there's an extra ace. I taped it to the bottom. We've changed out the chair since you lived there. But oh, okay. I think poker is still really good. I just think also everyone's a lot busier than they used to be. And so it's much harder to have a standing Thursday You don't game. have to go
0: anywhere to play these games. You're playing in your home. And you can push but the time back and forth by 30 minutes. Yeah. Easily. Yeah.
1: And so. I know you're not a 14-year-old, but that is exactly what my 14-year-old does as well. Like he has five friends they play Fortnite together like if i go in at any time they have the game and then they have like they're also on facetime talking with each other and um yeah and my daughter does the same thing except without the game they're just talking to each other yeah they don't need i anything.
0: was yeah women and girls mm-hmm. just don't mind talking to each other mm-hmm. but guys we don't for some reason so right. we have to have
2: an organized activity mm-hmm. that we're participating in
1: like going watching a football game
2: yeah Mm-hmm. Well, we're not told that we're allowed to just talk about things. We're told that we're supposed to be buttoned up, and games yeah. unlock that a little yeah. bit. And I think it's healthy. And gaming's not the healthiest thing for young kids, but I think the conversational element for boys probably is. Yeah. I asked my
0: son Henry. He's twenty-four. Mm-hmm. What do you? He's very social. What do you guys? What do you do? Because you, he's always with his buddies, partying and stuff. What do you talk about? So mostly we make fun of each other. <laughs> and I think that's probably mostly what you do on. Uh, Apex Legends, yeah, right?
2: Because I'm terrible, and so yeah. I always die in really so just a lot of smack talk ways. Right? It's just a lot of yeah, self smack. It's like, oh, I'm so terrible. Why do I play? Oh, it? you've you've I got. I should delete my own game. Yeah, you've got the defensive smack. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not good. So,
0: I only brought that up because I just read, but you know, this is known for years. But I just read a story about, oh, like they've like they discovered this. Men don't like to talk on the phone, but they'll talk during games. Some somebody just wow. You didn't know that, huh? Uh-huh.
1: It's okay, you guys. It's okay to talk. Uh, it's okay no, to cry. No, I don't know. Crying gets no, the sad out of you. No, no,
2: no, I, no, I think I think all the men at this table are the chatty variety in general. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're on the chatty show. I,
0: know.
4: I come
2: on Twitch so I can be chatty. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, you and just, I are more alike. Then just we,
1: talk on podcasts. Yeah. It's
0: I get home and I'm dead silent. Don't say a word. Not As a, word. a non-gamer. Non-gamer. Yeah. What do you have to That's, talk? What do, you, what, can you, what do you do, Harry? You don't talk to anybody. <laughs> hey, well, I sit at work
4: not talking to people. <laughs> You're just like me.
0: Your work is talking to people.
4: Yeah.
0: You know, you say two, but it's really more talking at people. True. Yeah. They don't talk back. That's why podcasting is so much fun. It's so it's a, it's a one-way direction. How did I of- get... Why am I in radio? Because no one talks back to me. Yeah. Right? I, they just have to sit and listen mm-hmm. as I gas on and on <laughs> and on. You know... This week there was so much great gas. We've made a little movie about it. Would you would you like to see it? I'd love to. Okay. On Twitter, <laughs> throw boy. Yes. He's at it again, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that! Is that, that it's cute? Just like an iPhone. A little iPhone throw <laughs>
1: pillow. So there is a headphone jack. But I yes, know. Yeah.
0: that's because it's uh, the original. That's the
1: head. There this is, is the
0: original yeah. iPhone. Windows Weekly. Did you get to see any of the uh, WWDC events oh. on Monday? But Microsoft. Actually
4: played a fairly big role in the keynote, and I don't believe was mentioned even once. All about Android. True, there is the
5: Motorola Minecraft. Z4. It looks very yeah, familiar, but uh, they, they did pack like some uh, impressive updates within it.
0: Mac Break Weekly. We've got <laughs> some sort of weird augmented reality Mac Pro on the on the table here, replacing the old cheese grater. That looks pretty sweet. I think we maybe have to buy one. This Week in Computer Hardware. Tried. Are the connections to the monitor routed through that stand? Like, when you lock the stand in place, is it, like, doing all the power? No. So, you had $1,000, Johnny, <laughs> to build the perfect stand. And you blew it. <laughs> Apparently, okay. the perfect stand is a whole lot of margin. Twit. Tell your boss <laughs> it's job-related. By the way, that's another funny thing about that monitor. It doesn't have an HDMI port. What does it have? It has a proprietary connection. That's just brutal. <laughs> and and you brutal. Have to,
1: it does. Does it have the versa mount, or do you have to buy that? Separate? No, you have to
0: buy. It It has no mount. If no. if you if you buy the six thousand dollar Mac Pro and the five thousand dollar monitor, you just have to, and you don't get the stand. You have to lean the monitor on the Mac Pro, like like a savage. <laughs> like, it's so it's so sad. It's so much money for no functionality for it's zero. Amazing zippity doo da. Our show today brought to you by WordPress. That's where I make my home on the net. Everybody should have a home on the net. Now, I'm going to talk about your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed. or You should, you find to have those. But, it's, and I say this especially uh, to younger people who might think, oh, I got Snapchat. I don't need a website. You need a website. You need a website. That's the place you put your best stuff. That's your persona on the internet. And the best place to make that website, WordPress.com. First of all, because It's powerful. It's easy. They do the hosting. They do the updates. They've got great site-building tools. They've got thousands of themes, and they have incredible support 24-7 from actual WordPress experts, 300 people who live and breathe WordPress. So you're getting support from somebody who really knows their stuff anytime. I love that. And WordPress is free to start. So if you're saying, well, I'm a teenager, you know, I I can't afford... No, start, get that website up. As you grow, of course, WordPress will grow with you. I've grown into the business plan because I have lots of plugins I like to use, uh, lots of themes I like to use. WordPress was started so anyone can publish their ideas, and WordPress.com is the perfect embodiment of the WordPress philosophy. No two-week trials, no hidden fees, And most importantly, the reason you want this website is because you own your own content. And you own it forever. Upload anything you want. Text, pictures, video. Put it on WordPress. And then you can put it on other places. But it's got to live where you own it. You can download it anytime. You're never stuck. WordPress is so powerful, so flexible. Many of the biggest companies on earth use it to build their websites. Fortune.com, Quartz uses it. Millions of people, you use it. Harry just told us. Fast Company uses it millions of people use wordpress.com every day to turn their dreams into reality you should too i'm I'm on a a really a campaign a kick to get young people especially teenagers in high school to create websites because that's that's where you live and that's what for the rest of your life that's what people are going to find when they google you and by the way it also applies to any business if you're in business and you don't have a website you, you practically don't exist Go to wordpress.com slash twit. You'll get 15% off any new plan purchase. Wordpress.com slash twit. 15% off your brand new website. I have a huge soft spot for WordPress. Ran my own server for years. Discovered wordpress.com 12 years ago. Said, why am I running my own server? It's cheaper. I'll let them do all the work. And I've been there ever since. It is awesome. LeoLaporte.com is my site. What's yours? Wordpress.com slash twit. We thank WordPress for supporting twit. And thank you for supporting us by using that uh let's talk about YouTube a little bit. Mm. you know earlier, I was talking about how great it is that if you have the talent and the interest, you don't need to spend a lot of money to create and and YouTube is absolutely a big part of that uh you know when you know these youngsters don't remember it, Harry, but when we were young and the internet started out, we were excited because it broke down the barriers, the gatekeepers. What are you
1: laughing at? I, I, I'm on the youngster side.
0: <laughs> this is the cool kid That's part. the kid yeah. table, and this is <laughs> where the grown ups live. Harry's
1: <laughs> <age>. <laughs>
0: so I'm going to ignore you. The <laughs> age is
2: much lower over here than yeah, it is over there. Yeah. Here but, it's good, but, it's 105. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but YouTube uh, has a dark side, you know? All right, I I am on a campaign. To me, the biggest problem with YouTube is the recommendation engine. Mm-hmm. It's what everybody knows. It's what, in fact, there was a New York Times article this Sunday about a kid. Twenty-one-year-old who started watching you know innocuous videos on YouTube and got sucked down the rabbit hole into right-wing videos, and then I don't know how got sucked into the rabbit hole on left-wing videos, but but it's the recommendation engine that does all that. Why doesn't YouTube just turn that off? Because, because
2: yeah, exactly.
4: And they're obsessed. They're obsessed with engagement, and not just how many videos you watched, but. What percentage of the video you watch? Isn't
0: watched? that what's wrong with Facebook, Google, Twitter, all of the social media is they're optimizing for engagement. Yeah, it's the business model. But that's what they have to stop doing. Because if you just searched for a video, found it, and watched it, that would be the end of it. Instead of watching a video on how to cook a steak and then getting directed to a video on on a vegetarianism and then getting directed to the next video on veganism and the next video on is PETA and the next by the end of the line you're you're doing what they just did down the road in, in Petaluma where they you're liberating chickens. You're breaking into chicken farms and freeing the chickens. That
1: sounds good to me.
2: Free range chickens. <laughs> See, you probably watched those videos. Uh that's what happens, though. The insatiable drive of modern corporations to increase profit both sequential quarterly and year over year leads well, them, to, off. Lead them to immoral and amoral choices. Yes. In Google, a company that famously said, do no evil, is now more beholden to its shareholders than it is to its uh, principles. And so YouTube will not change. Uh, it's Susan Wojcicki, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't turn this off because it would destroy all of her KPIs, all the metrics that she reports to. What's a KPI? Uh, key performance indicator, uh, a metric that you track over time. Yeah. Um, and, and is it because they're publicly held that they can't do this? Oh, they could do it. They just won't. Because then they'd be worth less money. And then I they mean, would have less money. And- to be
4: fair to them, I also think YouTube also takes pride in being an open forum and at least in the past has had the attitude that yes, freedom of speech does have its costs. You're going to have to be comfortable with stuff you're uncomfortable with being part of, of the deal. And I think they're slowly getting their head around the notion that that might not be
0: the best way to look at what they're doing. And I think that is sincere. Yes. Stop the recommendation engine. The whole thing goes away. It's no longer a problem. You can post anything you want. You can post anything you want. I don't end up liberating chickens uh, because I haven't gone down the rabbit hole. I'm just watching the videos I search for and find. You can have Google deliver them in the search results. It seems to me if they really cared about this. that that, that Maybe that's I, too simplistic. I think
4: they are doing some stuff with not... Um, they're
0: not doing re, enough.
4: With like not recirculating ugly stuff and, and making it
0: so it doesn't pop up. I feel like this is what the real problem is, that Facebook, Google, and these other companies pay lip service to this idea of fixing it, but they're not willing to really fix it. So they have these Band-Aids that, honestly, I don't think they really... They also,
4: they also make decisions and then undo them and then yeah. make the same... Mistake again and have to undo it again and the the stuff with this guy, uh, Stephen Crowder, where they said that he had not violated – he was doing this homophobic stuff. Yeah,
0: louder with Crowder.
4: Right. And
0: he's like a shock jock. If you watch him, he doesn't look so different from stuff you might have seen on the radio. But he was dissing a Vox columnist who's uh, gay and he was calling him a lisper and he was making fun of his national origins.
1: Carlos Mazza.
2: It was bullying, which they have banned in their TOS, but they are more concerned about pissing off the conservative media establishment. Well, but they can make a case. You could make a case. Well, look, it's free speech. It's shock, jock. Well, then don't have a no bullying clause. Leo, you can't have it both ways. You can't say no bullying on YouTube, but that bullying's okay. And I feel is- like
0: YouTube. So the real problem is is YouTube a platform or a publisher?
4: Like everything else, it's stuck in between. It's a little bit
0: of both. And this is, of course, was Section 260 uh, of uh, the Internet Decency Act. This is the whole issue, isn't it? If you're a platform, you're not responsible. You can't be held responsible. You're like the phone company. You can't be your phone company's not responsible for the death threats you make on their phones. Uh, you are, but if you're a publisher like Fast Company, then you're responsible for every word that's written on your website. The phone company does not
4: curate phone calls. They don't have to. um, If I'm making one phone call, it's not looking for other phone
0: calls I might want to make in the future. They're a stupid recommendation engine. I'm telling you, if you could just be a, that's the thing. If they could say reasonably, we're just a platform. Yes. We just put stuff up.
2: Anything you want, we put it up. Facebook is the same thing. If they took the news feeds it's algorithm news feed. out and made it a algorithm. time series thing of stuff that you opted into, yes. they wouldn't have responsibility for it. But they yes. make editorial choices. So the minute have you have a recommendation engine. In my
0: opinion, you are a publisher. And now all of that stuff they're trying to avoid. Because they want to have it both ways. You are a publisher who is not paying all of the
4: content creators. That's although, right. Although YouTube, of course, does pay a lot of the content creators.
0: Well, that's another. that's another matter I've been harping on for years, which is, you know, you're when you're working on YouTube's farm, you're lucky if you get a penny on the dollar, you know.
1: But they're uh, blaming the algorithm for all of right,
0: this. Right, so dump the algorithm. Yeah. And it's then the algorithm's it's just, fault. But,
1: it, it was also but who lack, wrote the algorithm? Right, and it's a lack of fourth thought of what could happen. You know, well, <laughs> why didn't these people assume, like, okay, well, what would happen if people use this in the worst way possible than this recommendation... Uh, algorithm would lead people to be, you know, into this left-wing or right-wing, releasing chickens or becoming a Nazi, whatever it is. Like, how could they not have imagined
0: that? So, well, we didn't. I mean, to be fair, when Twitter started, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. Everybody have a voice. Had no idea how horrible it would become. Um, I mean, they got rid of Infowars. They banned Alex Jones, mostly because of pressure, I would guess,
4: Took a long time for them to do it, and it took right.
0: them a long time.
1: They're banning all neo Nazis and white supremacists, right? But
0: louder with Crowder, they didn't ban; they demonetized. They demonetized, so he can't make money on it. But of course, all of these YouTube channels, I believe, the bulk of the money they make it doesn't come from YouTube advertising. He's selling T shirts and yeah. stuff, yeah, comes from merchandise.
2: If you want to have whatever, if you want to have rules about what you can and cannot say on YouTube, like bullying, which they have rules about, you need to enforce them. If you're not going to enforce them, don't have them. If you're going to make editorial choices, you have editorial responsibility. If you're a publisher, be Pick a publisher. Aside yeah. and stop with this crap of wanting to be in the middle, or just tell me the truth. We want it both ways because we only care about money, and then go F yourself. I'm editing myself gently here for the show. Now, honestly, if you're completely cynical, isn't that a
0: har- Isn't that the right? point of view to take because you're never going to really maybe you'll pay, what do they pay in Europe? A, a, a $5 billion fine and then you move on. I mean, really, isn't that a pragmatic approach? is all right, come get us. The fines are just too low.
2: It should hurt more than that. You shouldn't be able to pre-announce what happened was they pre-announced a fine in their earnings call of an expectation of what they will get charged. If you can do that, if I can prepay my fine, it's not a fine. It's not going a tap on the wrist. It's just a cost of doing business. Put it in your cogs. There is a point to be made, though, that you don't want
0: government to decide what's approved, what's not approved on YouTube.
2: I have no interest in doing that. Yeah.
0: So you find them for not be, not what they put on there. What do you find them? Well, the,
2: the, I don't want to conflate the EU issue and the YouTube right. thing. The EU that we're is a competitive right
0: competition issue, right? Which
2: is, I think. So, what could
0: the U.S. government do reasonably? I mean, how this- much? <laughs> I mean, I think you, I think YouTube says, "Well, fine, what, you know." So sue me.
1: So what you're saying is if they took away the recommendation engine, YouTube would no longer make money. Like they would no uh, longer be.
2: Money. Money. It would limit view time because the recommendation engine exists and is promoted because it drives. As, as Harry Potter. out, same reason Netflix auto plays every goddamn mm-hmm. excuse me, pardon gosh darn gosh darn video, right? It increases the time you spend on the site. I mean, for example, if you read John Doerr's book, Measure What Matters, which goes over OKRs, which is how Google runs its business. There's a story about YouTube in there and discusses how they were trying to get to like the, the billion hours viewed per month mark or something like that. They are they are hungry for your attention and your time because that's how they can make more money.
0: In fact, it was the growth engine at Facebook that got them into the most trouble, right? Yes, it was it, the
2: growth team. The growth team. Yeah. Yeah. These people are not out for our best interest, but they make a lot of money and so this is what it works. So you said, you know, how do we end up down this path? Well, because all the signals along the way had dollar signs attached to them. And I just think that they should stop trying to have it both ways and they have enough money already and they don't need more. Mm-hmm. You make enough profit as it is. Just cap it.
0: Do you agree with Elizabeth Warren and others that we
2: should break them up? Um, I think Elizabeth Warren is very, very smart, but I don't think there's any political will to do that in the country. No. It also
1: takes a long time. It's not like it's something that
2: could... And I'm concerned about unintended
0: consequences. She has
4: a real extreme take on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a little too far.
0: But you could... I don't disagree with her that maybe Facebook should be forced to divest Instagram and WhatsApp. That Google, maybe Google should be forced to divest YouTube. I was never happy with Google owning YouTube.
2: Well, Facebook is quickly unifying the messaging backend between its applications wow. to make them impossible to unstick. I wonder why they're doing that. It's almost like Menlo <laughs> Park has some intelligent people inside of it. Um, but I mean, this is an Amazon issue. Sorry, Harry. I was going to say
4: Facebook says that they would have, if uh, Instagram and WhatsApp were separate companies, they would have less resources to fight all the bad stuff oh there's, there's an
2: economy of scale oh. because they're part of this larger company yeah makes me so mad if we if we can't be huge China's gonna win by the way that's the argument that it is that is
0: in. that is Google's excuse for saying we really need to be able to do business with Huawei because if you if we cut them loose it's bad for everybody
4: I mean I'm skeptical about government being involved and in fact our current federal administration is talking about looking into the social platforms for being unfair to conservatives right uh, and so, the, and it's almost the opposite of some of the concerns other people have.
2: It's the weirdest complaint. Nothing is bigger on Facebook than people of Leo's age sharing Fox News content. It's like the biggest thing on Facebook. And I, I tried that very
0: delicately. I'm sorry, I try not to do it, but they're so compelling, and I just, I can't resist those,
2: those Barack true, Obama memes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Facebook runs on Fox News. It's super popular stuff. It's not biased against conservatives.
0: Well, I.
4: Do you think, Leo, the government should step in and say no, no more recommendation engine?
0: Well, that would be an interesting thing you could do without uh breaking them up. There seems to be a middle ground between breaking them up and ignoring them. That maybe there are some things you could do. I think it's a challenge to figure out what those are. But I think w- with some energy and some effort, uh, the intelligent, more intelligent people than I could probably figure out things like maybe, yeah, I mean, no more recommendation engine.
1: Doesn't it get to the point where it's like yelling fire in a crowded theater? I mean that it isn't you know that it's, well, not it's inciting not it, protecting violence. I mean I'm not saying like that it's protected by free speech. Oh, they're I see not. what you're saying. I'm it is saying, dangerous. Like, yeah, death. but
0: but this is the real this is the real issue is who decides what's
1: right exactly? Who
0: decides what's dangerous? Is it the chicken liberators? Are that is that dangerous? Or it's the proponents
2: of the poultry carceral state? Yes, <laughs> I was well, holding that phrase. Because I Beautiful. have other Beautiful. issues
1: with the recommendation engine, and that's just the amount of time. I mean, like, I check my... Uh, it's bad
0: for humans and other living things.
1: Right, exactly. In general. Just, I mean, even if you're just constantly watching educational videos that are all accurate and they're from NASA... or Even if from,
0: it were good recommendations, yeah, it just would be like bad. if you're
1: going to be doing it for yeah. 12 hours, yeah. then it's not healthy.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Netflix autoplay isn't inherently evil. It's not dragging me down into the depths of chicken carcerators, but... <laughs> but
2: it's annoying as hell and yes. it gets me to watch a hell of a lot more TV than I want to. What if the solution is what we just talked about earlier? The idea that you can be a publisher or a platform, but if you're going to have pick, the, uh, yeah, pick, pick. one plastic sure, not allowed. The law exists to do this, to be honest, that's that we don't have to even write a new law to do that, but just, just have to enforce it. Just, but that's, that's exactly the problem. Despite all of the things that we've said, which I think most of which are pretty true, who are we going to trust to go into these companies with enough intelligence to properly regulate them? We have a government currently, an administration, as Harry pointed out, of schmucks. I wouldn't trust them to change my tires. I didn't use that word. I was paraphrasing. <laughs> but I'll call them schmucks. I don't think I've ever
0: heard Harry say schmuck. that word.
2: <laughs> I might have used an even worse word, but I didn't use that particular word. I forgot the exact quote halfway through my sentence. I had to land the plane. So, like, you know. It's filled done.
0: Yeah, honestly, we may be uh we may be worried about a minor thing compared to what could happen in the next couple of years. So uh uh for instance, um there seems to be zero will in the Senate to do anything about Russian election interference. And uh that's just gonna that's already started. It's already started. And uh no big deal.
2: No, Mitch McConnell's not worried. No big deal. I think that's, we're in
0: dangerous water. that's pri- Yeah, I think we're in very dangerous water. So maybe worrying about whether uh, Google should get rid of its a recommendation engine is, is worrying about something not so important.
1: I think it's pretty important. If you read I that do. New York Times, that like Kevin Rue's article, oh, like the, if it is really a breeding ground for, the, you know, somebody to... Flat earthers. Seriously.
2: <laughs> Anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Uh,
0: I like using flat earthers because it's apolitical. But it's a really good example on the face of it believing the earth is flat is nuts and it really had pretty much died out until youtube Mm -hmm. and suddenly people believe the earth is flat again
2: because of youtube magellan figured it out by looking at the horizon so go outside (laughs) although i got a very snitty email
0: did you see that Because I had said, uh, I was talking on Twig about this, and I said, well, you know, you get in an airplane, you can see the curvature of the Earth. Uh, Excuse me, Leo, but Neil deGrasse Tyson has pointed out that in a commercial flight of 36,000 feet or less, you cannot, in fact, see the curvature of the Earth. So I apologize. It looked curved to me.
1: I don't know if that was really an apology. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Excuse me, but I believe you're wrong. Anyway. Um, it's the horizon, not the curve says Eric Duckman. Eric mm. Was that your email, Eric? I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> For
2: mocking you repeatedly on the
0: show. Am I wrong? But does it not go curve when you're up there? I thought it did, but I might be wrong. Maybe it's the window. It's a distortion. Could be. I don't know. Anyways, the world round. Mm-hmm. Is the world round? I think we're pretty sure it is. Unless you believe that every astronaut, every satellite, every picture you've seen of the big blue marble is fake. But that's the problem is that if you watch enough YouTube videos, you can believe anything is fake. It's actually a bumpy spheroid. (laughs) I think it's an ovoid. Isn't it? I don't know. It's got a name for it, whatever uh, shape it is. Yes, but it's not flat. It's not flat. It's not a disc. No, we're pretty sure it's not flat. It's bulged. It's not held up by elephants. bulged. It's ovoid. Yeah. it's an oblate spheroid as a matter of fact oblate spheroid I believe so
2: that's f- that's what Grey Raven says <laughs> and I'm
0: going with Grey Raven <laughs> mm-hmm. that does sound right That's the, that rings a bell oblate spheroid plus it's fun to say mm. somehow okay, this fair. guy um, has his record of the number of political videos he watched
1: you can download it on YouTube download your YouTube history <laughs> how does he
0: know that what what magic is which Witchcraft is this
1: I mean, I'm just going to put on my mom hat for a second, but like everyone, every parent who's worried about their kid watching porn, like that's not what you should be worried about. No. <laughs> really, there's like, other kinds I of mean, pornography. It's much bigger and um, yeah. and taught. To- like, because I think it's like kids alone. Um, you know, young teenagers, 20-year-olds, alone, watching this stuff with no one to talk to about it, and um, I think it's really serious. So look at your kids' YouTube. Good job
0: on screen. Kevin Roos, and, and it'd be worth reading. Actually, go on the web, because the web, uh, they've done, as usual with the Times, they've done a good job of production of
2: this. Also, yeah. Kevin Roos, in general, is a fantastic journalist. He's a great reporter. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. shut yeah. up.
0: Yeah. yeah. And this is one of those long pieces he's probably spent months working on, so.
2: Yeah, he goes deep. Yeah. And I always learn something reading his stuff. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, he quotes Guillaume Chazlot, a former YouTube engineer who has since become a critic of the company's recommendation system. He said this year that YouTube's algorithms are designed to increase the time people spend online because it leads to more ads. That's simple. But we also know it leads to other things. And it seems, irresp- It seems, frankly, the height of irresponsibility for for google say uh, we can fix this we, we need those ads we can fix this
1: and it's not just far right either there's far left oh there's all like i said of, I mean, chicken liberation
2: really, front i mean it's
1: just untrue
2: <laughs> the clf the clf it's, it's, it's coming for your free range well
1: i'm a part of that but
2: <laughs> <laughs> how hippie are you man? i hippie. just
0: don't
1: eat chicken
2: Oh, oh you, you don't have to eat them. They're just
0: laying eggs. you eat eggs?
1: Yeah, I do.
4: Did you see a chicken liberation person rush the stage when Jeff Bezos was speaking no. <laughs> at the Amazon conference a few days ago?
0: No, I missed that. What, what was what were they
2: hoping for?
4: I'm not sure. I'm not sure Does they, Amazon they could, sell chickens? Well, they own Whole Foods. so.
0: Oh, of course yeah. they do. Yeah.
2: I mean, to be clear, we could treat poultry a lot better in the American oh, farming I completely world. agree. Also, I used to collect eggs from chickens in a coop, and chickens are real dumb. Mm-hmm. So and nasty beasts. They're not they're not great. So there's a middle ground so to be found here. To be they deserve they, to be eaten. yes, but treated nicely before I eat them. Yeah. If like I was in 4-H, I know cows. Cows are dumb, no guilt, but they should be treated fairly while they're alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get
0: our eggs from our neighbor. The chickens are wandering around, they're enjoying life. They're having sexual intercourse constantly. It's okay. Details, Leo. You always bring the details. <laughs> you should you
2: should get back into the writing. Did game, you see <laughs>
0: All right, I'm gonna take a break. <laughs>
2: I'm embarrassed now, I'm <laughs> blushing.
0: And then I'm gonna talk about the big move Amazon made on Friday that's going to change everything, and it has nothing to do with chickens or sexual intercourse. <laughs> our show—they <laughs> can edit that out, right? Our show today, <laughs> <laughs> right before the ad, too. Right before the yeah. ad, let's just let let's just pause for a moment to cleanse our thoughts forget what leo just said i wish we had a twit recommendation engine that would just recommend the. we should do that the
2: next twit mm-hmm. where'd who's you get the most- that nice picture
1: lisa tweeted it
2: oh who's the most mm-hmm. controversial guest that comes on the show that would be the equivalent it's not me oh the Not equivalent even of a, Far right a Joe Rogan
0: video. Chicken Liberation type. It's me.
2: It's you? Yeah, oh yeah, no, it's you're, like, you're like the most reasonable, <laughs> oh nice, oh educated God. person on, oh, on the entire Twitter net. no idea. You should watch iOS today. <laughs> it's probably Jason Calganes. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's pretty controversial. Yeah, We love Jason, though. I'm always trying to get him on. He's too busy these days.
2: Mm. Uh, Dvorak has his moments. I don't know if I've ever been on with Dvorak, but I used to watch Cranky Geeks yeah. back in the Dignation yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh he hasn't been on since christmas
0: we keep trying to entice him but yeah no luck uh protester interrupts jeff bezos to plea for abused chickens here's the story (laughs) this this will be a little uh, we'll call this the palate cleanser a little (laughs) amuse-bouche uh here's
4: colleague mark sullivan was in the room for that
0: Here's Jeff uh, being interrupted. Go ahead, you can turn on my if audio. You're,
1: if you want to be an entrepreneur, the most important thing is to be customer obsessed. So don't satisfy your customers. Figure out how to absolutely delight them.
0: That is the number one thing. he has been saying that for a long time. Yeah. Passion, you have got to have don't some passion. Don't pay the warehouse workers more arena than 10 bucks an hour. That you're going to. Uh, develop and work in Jeff Bezos he really underlined wait a minute where's the abused chicken now I feel like the Washington Examiner uh,
2: (laughs) click link baited me here well the Washington Examiner is not the paragon of journalistic integrity
0: (laughs) where's the guy uh, Priya Sarsani of direct action everywhere uh, walked on stage to plead Oh, here he is. Oh, With I the thought Amazon... it was the
1: chicken that
0: walked on. No, CEO about the welfare of chickens in, in factory farms. The guy walks on. It would be funny if you were wearing a chicken suit. Here, here you go. Here's the... Play my audio again. Can
2: actually move the needle. I've,
0: been I've been inside of Amazon's chicken farms where animals are criminally abused. And now she's being dragged off and Jeff's just sitting there. I didn't know Amazon had chicken farms. Whole
4: Foods. Whole Foods. There's
2: Amazon Fresh. There's Whole Foods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Amazon Go stores with chicken sandwiches. I mean, Amazon now even sells like like but, Amazon Basics men's shorts. Like I'm pretty sure they sell everything. Now. You do not so want sure to
0: be it. the richest man in the world because <laughs> what happens is people come to you and say, you could fix this. Everything.
2: I'm not so sure whether Amazon owns chicken farms, though. Right. If I was the richest man in the world, no one would ever talk to me. I would never let them get have an island. Yes, exactly. I would live on the island. I'd fly my friends in. I would live in a hot tub. I'd never get out. And it would be the best (laughs) life of all time. Yeah, A little wrinkly.
0: I think, you know what, Priya? I'm glad you did that. It's good. Let's raise the issue. Let's talk about the plight of chickens. One thing you don't want to do is go to the post office. Not that they're not wondering. I like the post office. I like to hang out there and talk to my postal carrier. But... If you're trying to mail something, if you're trying to get postage, the best way to do it is stay stay right at your desk. Sit at your desk and use stamps.com. No more driving to the post office, parking, lugging your mail and packages in. No, you can do everything you do at the post office right here at your desk with stamps.com, one of the most popular time-saving tools for every small business. We have an account. We use it. We've been using it for years. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office, saves you money. You You get deals from stamps you can't get at the post office and everything you can print postage you can you get a lovely USB scale so you always have exactly the right postage stamps will even suggest the right postage to save you money they'll say you know this is a book media mail you could save some money If you are an Amazon or eBay or Etsy seller, you can make your mailing look so much more professional. You can print right on envelopes with your logo, your return address automatically. If you're mailing a package, you don't have to lick and paste a bunch of stamps on, maybe put a few extra on because you don't want it to be posted. No, it'll do it all and it looks professional, looks beautiful. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online shipper selling uh, products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, stamps.com can handle it all. Simply use your computer, your printer, no special ink, no special hardware to print official U.S. postage 24-7. And once your mail's ready, you just hand it to the carrier, drop it in a mailbox, that's it, it's done. With stamps.com, get this, you get 5 cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Just the other day, when they raised the rates, I said, oh no, I have a bunch of stamps that uh, I can't use anymore. I went in the office, we printed out the little whatever two-cent stamps I needed, stamps.com. It's a no-brainer. It saves you time, saves you money. It's no wonder 700,000 small businesses already use stamps.com. You should use stamps.com. And right now I have an amazing offer, a four-week trial, free postage, a digital scale. All you do is you go to stamps.com. See the microphone in the upper right-hand corner? See that nice lady? She's trying to give you the offer. No, 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 no. Don't click her. Click the microphone. Click the And then in her twit, go. It doesn't matter how you cap See the nice ladies replaced by this old guy who was going to give you an amazing deal. Stamps.com. Enter the um, offer code TWIT to get that credible offer. Stamps.com. Thank you, Stamps, by the way. we They've been a sponsor of this show for more than a decade, I think. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, I really am very grateful to them. So on Friday... Amazon said we're not, Actually, it was American... I mean, Federal Express said, we're not doing business with Amazon anymore. That's it. It's over. Battle lines are being drawn now. I read uh, the, Brad Stone's great book, The Everything Store, and he talked about the battle Amazon fought with the carriers, UPS and FedEx, to keep the prices low. And Amazon has a lot of clout. They said, we won't do business. But all this time with this deal in place, they've been buying or leasing jets. They've been building facilities In fact, I don't. Maybe it's just Petaluma, but when you get uh, packages delivered to you, is it from an Amazon Prime truck or a FedEx truck?
4: Much of the time, it's Amazon. Yeah.
0: The last
4: mile, at least.
0: Yeah. More and more, Amazon's doing their own deliveries, even drone deliveries. So uh, FedEx, I think, finally said, "You know what? We're going to side with the other guys. We're going to go. We're getting plenty of business from Walmart, and that's that's the future." So I think it's going to be interesting to watch the battle of the behemoths here over.
2: over I thought they were stopping the air contracts, but not the last mile deliveries. I, maybe I misread it. I thought they
0: said no more business with well, Amazon. Now, now
2: I think your thing makes more sense than mine. Um, but I don't think the entire relationship is kaput. I think they're getting rid of a chunk of it, which is still very important and, and key to how they operate. Yeah, and, and it for could express be deliveries. For express deliveries, they're still
4: doing international stuff.
0: International, okay. okay. I mean. It could also be another one of those negotiation things where they'll come back and say, "Okay, we made a deal." Amazon obviously has plenty of deliveries to go around. Mm. Here's their new drone. It's the Prime Air delivery drone. It can fly vertically like a helicopter. <laughs> I don't. I thought all drones could. And in a new aerodynamic airplane mode, there it goes. This is so you don't. You don't think this is this VTOL device. We all fell for this
2: like four years ago. Yeah, 60 minutes, remember? Yeah. And they were like, this is coming out now. It's already going to be in the market. I've never seen one. And now they're going to get another press cycle because people have forgotten what they had for lunch last week, and we're going to go through all over again, and I'm still not going to see one in the air. There's regulatory problems. There's pathing problems. Do you really want drones all over the place? Eventually. Pretty
0: soon, you're going to look up. All you're going to see is Elon Musk's Starlink satellites and drones, and you you won't see the sun. But every 19-year-old boy will be very happy by that. (laughs) That's their current dream for the future from (laughs) the new drone uses a combination of thermal cameras depth cameras and sonar to detect hazards with the help of machine learning models onboard computers can automatically identify obstacles and navigate around them here's the quote from amazon's jeff wilkie from paragliders power lines to the corgi in your backyard this drone has you safely covered (laughs) unclear if they're delivering the corgi (laughs) or avoiding the corgi i don't i'm not sure
2: i want I want to see it I want to see a one in the world commercial delivery, so one of
0: these This is a little misleading. if you watch the video I just showed, how big do you think that is? It's hard to tell. Let mm-hmm. me show you how big it is. Here it is standing Whoa. next to Jeff Wilkie. It's the size of a of a Robocop. So what is
1: carrying the package inside that little It's
2: body. gigantic. What if Jeff Wilkie's very small? Yeah oh, he could be tiny. <laughs>
1: totally.
0: maybe
2: it's a Jeff Wilkie action figure. True. It could actually be only six inches across.
0: I don't think we want a lot of these flying through the air all of a sudden. But if they're too small,
4: they can't carry much, and it seems like economies of scale would not work. I guess they have to be bigger.
0: But this looks like it's a one-package delivery. Do you think they get multiple packages? What do they do? One. They hover over your house and open the maw, and it falls? Under your corgi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh I hope inside there is just like a package of cotton balls wrapped in a bunch of plastic. There's only a few things they can inside, deliver. Yeah.
2: That's for sure. Do you think we're gonna have like neighborhood like Amazon drop off points in the future? Like well, Honey, we're not just have to that. Pick a pickup point. Yeah, they, they the Whole Foods. You perhaps have and, uh, not they heard like of they
4: work with apartment buildings.
2: Amazon's Scout?
0: That's the little robot thing. That's which, the little robot. Which
4: actually is being tested, I believe. And oh, yeah. It's out there doing
0: deliveries in it's, Snohomish. It's uh, in Snohomish. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. Snohomish County. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Scout. It's a little, uh, well, what is it? It's a, It's an igloo cooler on wheels is what it is. And it doesn't move very fast. It moves fairly slowly, but it does occupy the sidewalk. Fortunately, in most towns in America, USA, nobody's on the sidewalks, so it's Okay. Uh, although having to dodge around this little robot all the time would be a little annoying.
2: It's cute, though, so I don't want to kick it. Yeah, yeah But people will. Well, maybe. But, I mean, Postmates is working on this robot as well. They have a X division that's working on robotic technology. This is an idea many people are tinkering with.
0: Is this so expensive that that, that these companies really just, they, this is how they want to do it?
2: I think there's probably margin to be found in deliveries still.
1: Well, you don't have to have a person. You don't have to pay a person.
2: Are persons so
0: expensive that anything you can do to get a human out of the supply chain well, will save gonna you money? You're going to have
1: to pay for their pesky health insurance and all that. <laughs> Amazon
0: doesn't do that. They've solved that with contractors. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, unless you unless somebody employs people, they're not going to have money to buy
2: Amazon Prime goods.
0: Maybe that maybe that's somebody else's problem.
2: It's the same market for the Apple Pro. Eventually, there'll be eight people with a lot of money. It's fine. <laughs> I think this is cool, but I, I just want to see it happen. Another sign of the times. Facebook, uh,
0: you you cover this kind of stuff. Facebook uh, uh, shareholders meeting. Sixty eight percent of investors voted to fire Mark Zuckerberg. And what
2: was as the chairman. result of that vote?
0: <laughs> well, they're still
4: okay with him as CEO, but they're not so crazy about him as chairman.
0: Oh, they they don't mind him CEO. They don't want him chairman. I believe so. What and what, uh, So they don't want him on the board. They just. Because then the board they,
2: would run him? They want him with a little bit less power and okay. somebody else weighing in. But what percentage of voting stock does he control?
0: Well, here's the problem. There's, as you know, Class A, mm-hmm. which is what all the shareholders have. That's one vote per share. And then there's this Class B stock, which mm. has 10 votes for share. And you know who has almost all the Class B stock?
2: Is it the public? <laughs> no, it's is Mark it? Zuckerberg. Oh, 75%, in and, fact.
0: And that's why he controls... Sixty percent of the voting power yep. at Facebook. So vote all you want, little shareholders. Mark <laughs> Trumps everybody.
2: CEO, chairman, and controlling your shareholder. That but is- wouldn't
0: you, if you were Mark Zuckerberg, take this a little bit seriously? Like, hmm.
2: Hmm. If
0: if if that a huge majority of your shareholders of your you know private shareholders want you out?
4: If the stock plummets, he has to take that seriously.
0: Ah, it's all about the price. They're not selling their shares. They're voting, but they're not selling their shares. Mm. Interesting.
2: Facebook has had a really tough couple of—I uh, don't know—year. I want to say maybe even two years now. And I just pulled up their stock price. Um, they peaked at two uh, hundred and ten, give or take. Fell all the way down to one twenty-five, and now they're back up to the one eighties. So they've so recovered enough. There's no fine. pressure on him. They're doing all right. Yeah. I mean, there's a big move in Silicon Valley to have more founder-friendly terms from investors, to give founders more control, longer into the life of companies. And Snap has done this. Facebook's a
0: lot this. of it because of Facebook, right? Because I think Because this was the, the model. Mark was the benevolent dictator for life. Mm-hmm. And it's worked out very well for Facebook. Well, it had until recently. I, I mean,
2: mean, it's worked out well for Facebook even still. Their revenue is growing, their right. market footprint is increasing, and their profits are going up. So what up, do you fun. think about them doing a cryptocurrency? I mean, I'm trying to find a way to, not- to be nice about this. Um, That's going to be launched in nine days. Uh, I mean percent uh, people uh, why why not just have a digital currency without a blockchain blockchains yeah. are slow yeah. it's going to be centralized anyway so it's not going to have the better parts of blockchain that are decentralizations Facebook's not going to give anyone else control of their digital currency so to just it's a marketing stunt attached to an idea that I don't want that they're going to spread across a platform that people are trying to not use
0: we don't know what it'll be called Libra is the code name it will be a stable coin so that means the price, you're you're the financial whiz here. It's uh, pegged. It's pegged. It doesn't, as Bitcoin, which is f- the wild fluctuations are one of the things, one of the many things that hurt Bitcoin. It won't have that those wild fluctuations.
2: No. For example, Tether is a stable coin that's pegged to the U.S. dollar. One Tether is equivalent to one USD. Um, but that eliminates the investors, but it eliminates the speculators as
0: well, right? And I guess that's better not to have speculation. So how currency. do you drive
2: uptake then? You have to have it useful on the Facebook platform in a way that other currencies wouldn't be. Perhaps it's good for cross-border transfers of money, but I I don't really currently see the need for it. And I don't want to be – I've been kind of mean on the show, so I'm trying to find something nice to say.
0: (laughs) You'll be able to use it, I guess, within Facebook. In the Facebook ecosystem, you could transfer it among Facebook properties. The the article on TechCrunch says Facebook's working with merchants to accept the token as payment. We'll see how that works.
2: In the era of Venmo, I feel like we've already kind of solved the money transfer problem intra-country. So if it's not inter-country, I don't – Particularly According to the information, they're
0: going to roll out, I don't know what this means, physical devices for ATMs so that you could bring your money to and, and buy Facebook coin.
2: Well, let's come up with the name with them. Let's call them like Zuck Bucks. Zuck <laughs> Bucks. I like it. How many Zuck Bucks are you going to buy? <laughs> no Zuck Bucks. Yep. I, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Yeah. So that's zero. You?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't
2: I'm I on Facebook. I don't really spend
0: money there. You know yeah. what I would buy? An Axe body wash with the Xbox logo on it. Mm-hmm. Now, as a Apex legend player, you probably, you're probably probably not in the market for this. You know, this, this announcement, produced in partnership with the makers of Axe Body Spray, uh, this announcement of the Xbox Lynx body wash <laughs> and deodorant really kind of makes me think that they're saying uh, we stink. Gamers stink. Is that what they're saying?
2: Look, gamers are not famous for hygiene. I That's think what they're saying. It's gotten better in the era of esports and like cameras, mm-hmm. but I, I I do think that they're going to sell more of those bottles of Xbox Axe than <laughs> than we would think reasonable. And if it leads to cleaner children putting my mom head on, mm-hmm. what's wrong with that? What's wrong? What's wrong let, with let cleaner the kids children? D- do silly things. Yeah.
1: There is such thing as too much Axe body spray, though.
2: Oh yeah, famously so. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. But body wash is relatively you shower it off, so yeah. you can't really get too stinky. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, oh yeah. You've not smelled Axe, apparently. I smelled the spray, but if it's a body wash... Well, give me a sniff. (laughs) I don't even know how to interpret that, but no (laughs) way that I could is good. That's why I put you you between us, (laughs) so I couldn't be harassed on the show. All right. It's clearly
0: time for us all to go home. (laughs) Um, I think I've done all... Have I done everything I needed to do, Karsten? I have. You've done
5: everything except for more and make...
0: Oh, oh yeah. you're absolutely right. A very sad post from Dale Docherty, who is the founder of Make Magazine and the Maker Faire, announced uh, that, in fact, it, may, it is over for Make and the Maker Fairs, which is a surprise. They, uh, the ticket sales, apparently, for Maker Faire uh, that was upcoming uh, were right on the mark. But Maker Faire uh, laid off all its staff and has halted operations. There will not be another Maker Faire. Uh, Dale, who is a great guy, we've interviewed many times on our shows, um, says he's hoping to find, he said the business model wasn't good, but he's hoping to find somebody who can help him at least keep the magazine printing. Uh, Because I think a lot of people got a lot out of Make Magazine. People loved it. People bought
4: tickets. It was very dependent on sponsorships. So Mm -hmm. kind of the same issue as other forms of media that people still loved it. um, But you need sponsors and advertisers to put up the money.
0: And Microsoft and Autodesk did not sponsor this year's Maker Faire, and that was, I think, probably the proximate cost. Um, but you can't blame Microsoft and Autodesk. I think this was a... Man, if they just called me, I would have given them whatever they needed.
1: Palmer Lucky also says he'll give them whatever.
0: Palmer's got some money. The creator of uh, Oculus. Oculus Rift, uh, he says, I, loved, I love Maker Faire, been a make-reader literally since the first issue. Some friends and I would love to save... Maker Media, so maybe uh, an angel will come, and uh, there is. I think uh, maybe uh, Doherty says he's aware of Lucky's interest and a GoFundMe page that was started. So maybe there, maybe it's not over. Uh, it would be a, a really great thing to bring this, uh, keep this alive, because as as people point out, it's the subscriptions were good. They had, had twenty five thousand paid subscribers, a million YouTube subscribers. Uh, the Maker Faire event last week met its ticket sales target. 1.45 million people attended Maker Fairs in 2016. It's, by every measurement, it sounds like a like a success. But as you point out, they don't make money on tickets alone. They've got to have sponsorships. All right. Now, we do like to put obituaries at the end of the show. Is anybody else dead? Nope. I mean, pulse check, but I think yeah, we're good everybody? A chicken okay.
1: was probably just killed.
0: So oh, my God, the chickens. <laughs> Can think of the chickens. That's Megan Maroney. She will be back Tuesday for iOS Today.
1: Yes. Even before that, um, I, tomorrow, I am interviewing Julian Guthrie, who wrote Alpha Girls. She uh, profiled uh, four venture capitalists, um, some of the early women who, uh, who pioneered Nice. The
0: um, and that'll be for an upcoming that's triangulation. triangulation.
1: But you can watch live. That'll be at three p.m. So three p.m. Pacific, specific. six yeah, p.m. So Eastern very on and, Monday, yeah, and I- on
0: Friday I-, I interviewed Trey Ratcliffe about his book Under the Influence, all about the baleful influence of influencers on Instagram, and he was great. That was so. That, it, did that triangulation? That's not coming out yet. That's
5: no. That will air uh, the first week in July, I believe.
0: Next month. Look for that. Um. Alex Wilhelm will be married in two weeks. Yes, I will not be here. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's wonderful. I'm really excited.
1: I have some advice for you. Please. Um,
0: 19 years.
1: Yeah. So when you were, uh, we were talking earlier Mm. and then Liza called and I said, you can take that. And he answered the phone and said, hello, gorgeous. (gasps) Good
0: move. keep doing that Keep doing that.
1: That's all you need to do. Keep doing that. (laughs) It was so sweet.
0: They are such a cute couple. And the fact that they live in my childhood home. Is not in any
2: way. It's tur- still my favorite coincidence I've ever been a part of. <laughs> like the actual building?
0: No, it's, yeah. it's
2: the same house.
0: So Liza was out here. We were getting ready for a new screensavers, yeah. and we we're talking about, she says, I live in Providence. I said, I grew up in Providence. That's so cool. She said, where'd you grew up? I said, I named the street. I won't say it. I don't want you to be a doctor. Thank you. And she said, oh, really? Really? On that street? What what number? And I told her the number. She said, that's where I live. Yeah. Her parents, had, I guess, bought the house. Yeah. Uh, and now she's living there. As she goes to med school, she's gonna. No, now she's a resident. I'm sorry, re- she's been through med school. Yes. She's now a resident at where? Uh,
2: med school at Tulane. Oh, nice! And yeah. resident at Providence uh, Hospital. At, or? It's a, it's a collection of Brown and a, Brown some, a couple of local awesome. hospitals. It's a nice. the medical world is very confusing to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in fact, I think you have a video that I'm going to see after the show. I was show, just about to tell people we don't that they sh- can't see the public. We don't want to show that in public. <laughs> But of the uh, Amazon drone landing on your corgi in the backyard I grew up in. It's a havanese, but close. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't
2: end well for Scout or Nola. <laughs> uh,
0: it's great to have you. Please to come back. back. I love having you on at Alex on the Twitter and of course Crunchbase News, where he is a pretty high ranking monkey muck, an editor in chief of a team of eight. But yes, well, <laughs> eight people—that's a lot. Uh, and the great technologizer himself, Harry McCracken, who is also an editor, a technology editor at Fast Company. Anything you want to plug? What, huh? Oh, you can't tell us your right. Upcoming. I have some
4: good stuff coming up in the next week or two, so keep clicking on Fast Company,
0: and you'll see it eventually. I was—I forgot the byline. I just read of yours. It was a great story. You do—I like the long-form stuff. It's really fun. And and Harry has a real uh, love, as I do, for the history of technology. So those history pieces are always uh, of great interest. I think that was one what I was reading, but. I forgot. It's gone out of my head. Um, I'm going to go home and uh, watch the last Game of Thrones again. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I have other plans. <laughs> um, and Oh, man, I've just almost got myself in big trouble. But I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But you know what I was going to say. And I, you know what I was going to say. But I'll tell you what I'm going to say. We do this show every Sunday afternoon right after the radio show, 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. You know what I was going to say, 2130 UTC. You can come and be in studio. We had a great studio audience. Uh, Thank you for being here. All you have to do is email tickets at twit.tv. We'll put a chair out for you. Uh, I want to thank them by name because uh, James from Eugene, nice to have you, and John and Lauren from Orlando. Appreciate you coming in. If you want to be here, again, email tickets at twit.tv. We'll put a chair out for you. You can also watch the stream or listen We have a live stream, a variety of them, actually, at twit.tv slash live. And if you want to watch or listen uh, at your convenience, download a copy. The show is available at the website, as with all our shows, uh, twit.tv. But, you know, the best thing to do would be to subscribe. We're on YouTube, too. I don't think we show up in the recommendation engine. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. No, uh, definitely not. (laughs) Just subscribe. That way you'll get it automatically and you'll have a twit to listen to on your Monday morning commute every week. Thank you, everybody. Uh, as user 1338 said in our chat room, happy Pride. We'll see you next week. This Another twit is, is in the can. the twit. Doing the
3: twit.